from the broken ruins of Babylon, this is End of Days Radio. I'm your host, Daniel, broadcasting to you all the way from that shimmering emerald city right here in the beautiful heart of the Pacific Northwest. Sorry, I was just hearing some very weird noises coming from outside. <laughs> I was hearing some kind of crazy honking or something and just wanted to make sure there's nothing wrong out there. But anywho, today's date is February 8th, 2020. Yes, it is 2020. We are seeing 2020 here because it's the year 2020. I expect many amazing things to happen this year and the next Looks like we've already got some people on the live chat. Remember, you can watch this show live at YouTube. Just go to our channel and watch us live. Anytime we're broadcasting live, if you're a subscriber, you'll get a little notification. I'm not streaming over the old stream anymore because I can only upload so much data at once. So it's this is the only way the show is being broadcast live, unfortunately. So if you like the live show, you're going to have to get in on the video live show, the video cast. Today's guest is actually a gentleman by the name of Connor Murphy. Connor Murphy, he grew up in Chicago. Now he lives in New York State. He's a boxer, so he has a lifetime of experience fighting. He's also a spiritual researcher who has been studying secret societies as well as the global elite Illuminati and who is now currently being stalked by some very strange UFOs. So I'm going to go ahead and dial him up and get him on the line. Okay, perfect. I wanted to go ahead and start off by just asking a little bit about who you are. Where is it that you, we know you grew up in Chicago, but could you tell us a little bit about what your upbringing was like? Were you, were you raised religious? Was there anything challenging going on? Were you into sports back then? Yeah. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up. I, uh, I, I was raised in decent area, um, Roman Catholic family the typical stuff, but yeah, I played football, um, boxed for a long time when I was growing up, did a little bit of track, and um, yeah, that's about it for the sports, but yeah, typical Roman Catholic family, so we brought up north side of Chicago. Overall, typically, uh, like I would say, relatively average upbringing, if that's a, a general way to put it. Did you say Roman Catholic? Yeah. So was it a little bit um, like strict in in terms of that? Uh, I wouldn't say that my family was um, really like cultish with it, if that's the right word. They they like my grandfather was a Catholic and my dad is as well. I wouldn't say that I am at this point, obviously, but um, they they weren't super strict about it. But I had to go to like the CCD and stuff, so I had that type of um, background, I guess. I'm very familiar with that religion. Nothing else. How did football go? Did you get any concussions or anything like that? Uh, I broke a foot once, but never any concussions that, in, unless I got it and I just really wasn't aware of it. But only thing was a broken bone and really no injuries boxing either, which is a blessing. But it's, uh, both of those are definitely taxing sports on your body, and it's more of a matter of like if or really when something happens rather than if. 
so uh, nothing in boxing, no uh, blurred vision or uh, you don't. Well, ever... yeah, I mean, minor stuff like that from sparring for sure, but never anything serious like a concussion or something that like keeps you out of the gym for a while. What drew you to boxing? Um, actually, I, uh, when I was a younger kid, I had, um, gotten into a fight and lost. And in Chicago, it's a very, like, uh, I don't want to say violent, but that's really one of the few words that describes it. And there's just a lot of clashing. And I had never really lost a fight because I had never fought someone bigger than me. And I lost it. And my dad basically was like, well, then why don't you take up boxing? Went over when I was in, I want to say, seventh grade, so maybe... 11-ish years old, somewhere around there. And I never really stopped doing that. Some of my friends did it. It's just, it started off as something that, like, I looked at as it kind of sucked because the training was nothing that, like, a seventh grader would enjoy. But after you put your months into it, I think that you kind of, you gain some respect for the craft. So, stuck with it since. It was the only thing that I was really good at either, too. So, it's probably a part of it. Were you pretty scared the first time you had to actually fight somebody uh in a boxing ring or yeah yeah like uh, for the first time like you had an official like amateur fight was it pretty terrifying oh yeah i mean i think that everybody has um their own type of way that they deal with it but the level of anxiety is pretty ridiculous because if if you ever get in a street fight it's typically something stirs your emotions or some somebody's emotions are getting to the level where it's just you're into adrenaline but with that, it's like you're sitting the whole day and you're just preparing mentally, not even physically, just for what's going to come. And it's just we- it's such a different dynamic when you just have a set date in your head and a set time and you're just waiting for it. It's to, to me, it always felt like the longest couple of hours. Did you uh, ever knock anybody out? Um, yeah, I've gotten, t- not like cold, but I've gotten like TKO stoppages because the amateur fights, they're more... My style would be suited more for the pros if I ever had that opportunity, but and if I progressed that far enough. But um, the amateurs are more like point fighting, if that makes sense. It's kind of like you're not looking for the big shots, especially when I was younger. The rules are different now, but when I had first started doing it, it was um, based on how many you landed rather than like now they do it by like the 10-point scoring system like the UFC and um, basically all uh, – combat sports do it professionally in muay thai but back then it was like if you landed uh, 16 punches let's say and the other guy landed 15 even if he landed 15 really hard ones the guy who lands one more one so it's a bit of a different thing and i was always not i was always decently fast but i'd say that my strength was kind of the thing that gave me the edge so that's that's that was a major challenge amateur but they they typically don't stop or they don't really let it get to the point where you can knock people out cold unless you get a really great punch. And when you when you get them in a corner, the amateurs stop it really fast. Like, my last fight, they stopped in the first round because I got a bloody nose. For, <laughs> fucked up my record, and it was for a tournament, too. But um, they're just, they're very overly sensitive. I wouldn't, I'd say that the professional game and the amateur game are, like, worlds apart in terms of um, how they allow damage and effective aggression and all that. What do you think of Floyd Mayweather Jr.? Are you a fan of his? Um, it's funny because I, uh, my dad and I grew up, well, I grew up watching uh, Pacquiao with my dad all the time. And 
Floyd I liked, but I always thought that Pacquiao would beat him growing up, and then obviously I was completely wrong about that when that happened. But um, I respect his style for sure, and it takes – you can't really deny that he's one of the best, but it's like very um, – I'd say it's pretty opposite to what I go in there and try and do. I'm definitely focused more on offense than defense. But um, he, he's the best defensive fighter I think I've ever seen. So you got to give him the credit where it's due. And I have lost too much money betting on friends against him for that stupid Pacquiao fight. So I definitely rank him very highly. I'm a big fan of the craft that uh, he's been able to pull off. And he changed the game too because the more that he got popular, I feel like more people in gym started doing the Philly shell thing. And... Um, I, that was that's always been a thing, even in the olden days. But I feel like he really brought that back. Something that that's very hard to do. I don't know. I could talk a lot about boxing and Floyd Mayweather because he is just his jab. It's really that alone, he can beat most people. So yeah, that very... uh, Philly Shell thing. Um, I think you have to be really good to do that. I think a lot of people watch Floyd Mayweather and they think like, oh, I'm going to start doing the Philly Shell, but they don't realize yeah. they're kind of like dropping their hands a little bit to do it. And really, if you're a beginner, you got to have your hands like protecting your face, oh, not yeah. trying to be fancy or anything like that. And and that's the thing. It's like it, you need to have such intense, not just upper body movement, but like reaction time and genetics. There, There's a lot that goes into that. Like I couldn't fight like that, I don't think. It just wouldn't be. And one of my trainers, um, his name is Joey Valley, and he was that guy was one of the best people I think I've ever seen. Definitely top two that I've ever had the experience of sparring. And um, he was toying with me for a little bit doing that. And uh, you could tell that when he was in the Philly shell, it wasn't like um, I don't know what the what the word is. It wasn't like. Uh, it's easy for him to handle, and he was a he's a very skilled fighter. Like he was five and zero with like three or four knockouts, and just rolling everybody that he fought. But it's just it, it's different people, you know. They they uh, the like Latin American countries they typically have like that come forward style, and then like Eastern Europeans different, and Americans different. And Philly Shell's just like in a league of its own. Defensively, that is, I think offensively, it really limits what you can do against good fighters but if you're good enough as you can see it doesn't really matter so do you watch uh, mma too or just boxing oh yeah i was uh i'm interested in the jones fight tonight he's probably gonna kill him but the last fight he didn't look too good the gym that i most recently trained at was mma so it was like jujitsu muay thai and boxing were the three do you have any favorite fighters like well of course you do but who are your favorite fighters like counting boxing and mma all time or right now um why don't we do all time that's kind of more interesting i think oh, all right well for boxing i said pacquiao he is 100 percent up there i really i wish i had that man's speed but I, I look at his offense and that's something that i like um muhammad ali is probably my favorite all time i'd have to say just because that was who I uh, grew up watching. My grandpa showed me a lot of Joe Lewis, too. That was another one where some of these old school guys, like, there's not too much film on them, but what you can see of them, you can tell that they're at least skill, maybe not like size wise, but skill wise, they can compete with them. So I'd say Pacquiao, Ali. Um, there's a ton. You know, I, I really like Vitaly Klitschko, too, back in, uh, I guess it was. 
five, ten years ago, maybe. He was destroying everybody. Lennox Lewis is another good one. Um, yeah, all time. It, honestly, probably the typical ones that you're thinking of. I I try to figure out. Um, I try to pull things from past fighters. If, the, if some of them, it's impossible to emulate. Like Floyd, I'll never be able to pull some of the crap that he does. But with uh, like Joe Lewis and like Muhammad Ali, some of the Muhammad Ali breaks the fundamentals, but like his footwork, for example, there's just things that you can pull from any of them. So it's like Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, and Marvin Hagler, those guys from that era, and other ones. And for MMA, though, um, <laughs> I used to grow up, we, we love John Jones, but now he's just, he's done so much crazy shit, it's hard to even know what to think of him. I'm obviously a McGregor fan <laughs> because, you know, Irish, but um, I did like Jose Aldo as well. And I thought Jose was going to win that when they were coming up. Uh, let me think. Oh, and uh, Fedor is one of my favorite MMA fighters. Yeah, speaking of but, Fedor, um, what you're kind of saying about styles and the Russian style, he, he his style is really weird. He kind of just uh, it's like yeah, nothing. He, he's a he's got a weird um, like body type too. He looks kind of like uh, he's got like the dad bod, just like. <laughs> But he's not like there's a fight. I forget. It was this one um, black guy who was a lot bigger than him. And he he was like a pretty bad person, if I remember right. He did some fucked up shit. But um, he was just huge. And he was like on this big KO streak. And like Fedor was like out muscling him. And it, there's just something about those Eastern European fighters where it's like they just have. I don't know. It just seems like they do very well ever since that like Cold War you know, because they were the communists, and I guess they couldn't uh, go pro. They had to stay amateur, so they couldn't make profit off of it. And now that they're all going pro, you see that they're just, like, dominating everybody. Like, with the uh, Triple G and Lomachenko and boxing and Khabib and MMA. And at what point in your life did you realize that there's something strange going on out there? Oh, uh, um... Well, I, the first thing, when I was um, probably like eighth grade, I saw this um, 9-11 video and it really like, it made me ask some questions because it was like the Trade Center thing, but I kind of like brushed that off to the back of my head. And then in my sophomore year of high school, I um, just kind of like went on like Reddit and stuff and then I went on Reddit conspiracy and that is a, that's a place where shills like live looking back on it but at the time there were some posts about um Rothschild and like the banking system and it was this little cartoon and it's still if you looked it up it would um it was like the history of banking in America or something but it was a a cartoon that followed like the Rothschild like essentially the international banking cartel and that I think was the thing that made me realize that like there's something very wrong here and I also read Ron Paul's book uh and the Fed when I was a sophomore and I was just like, this does not make sense that a like free society has all of their money owned by individuals. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it, if you think about it, it's like they own the money that it takes for you to buy food and exist and pay for like anything that you have around you. And if you really think about it, that's the same as them owning the actual food or owning your actual house. If they own the money that, you know, is equivalent in value and you can't, unless you build it yourself. So it's like society kind of, I think, 
I realized in high school just being like a rebellious asshole teenager, like none of this makes sense. But I think that also um, I, I over the years that the like how I woke up to the strange things is it wasn't just like one event. It was like an accumulation, I would say, of um, like like I like first there was the Rothschild banking and then you connect it to 9-11 and then you start getting into other theories. And I think that the big one that really, um, I don't want to say cleared things up because it really left me with a lot more questions, but um, connected a lot of the dots was the Flat Earth one, including uh, your interview with Gregory because that <laughs> he put forth, a, I read his book as well, and he put forth a lot of evidence where it's like, it's very difficult to deny that that man knew what he was talking about. So, and I had been trying to disprove Flat Earth for about at least two years. And then it was like that was the final point where I saw that. And then someone sent me another video of uh, some of the ISS fails and like the Challenger people surviving. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, I think that I fell for this one. But kind of had a yeah. similar experience myself. I, when you first start to get into Flat Earth, you feel like what you're seeing is messing with your mind and you kind of just want to get it out of your head as quickly as possible and put things yeah. right. So you, you do that. You try to debunk it. You try to debunk it. What happened to me was the more I tried to debunk it, just the worse it got. And eventually I realized yeah. there, there really is no proof of a globe. And then, and, and I really didn't want to believe that too. I'm sure you felt the same way. <laughs> like, yeah, even now some of my family, family members will laugh at me. Like they'll be like, what? Like, okay. Oh yeah. Well, look into it. I guess. I can't even talk about it with most people at this point. It's just, and, and the thing is, is it's very, very obvious once someone presents it to you, and like, not the like meme where it's like, there's just a flat plane floating in space with like water falling off the edge and shit. Like, it, once you see like a legitimate model and a legitimate. Really, once you just explore the heliocentric model and you see like all the flaws that are in that with everything rotating around like the sun and then the center of the Milky Way and then the Milky Way is rotating around the center of whatever else. And it's like, how in the world are the stars the same? Like, how could our ancestors 2000 years ago predict exact movements and they're the exact same today? It just defies logic, in my opinion, that alone. But yeah, it's something that. I really didn't want to wake up to. I want to emphasize, like it wasn't like I woke up and was like, "Oh man, I wish the Earth was flat." <laughs> like, yeah, like one thing. Very that's, weird. One thing that stands out, like right away with me, is you mentioned becoming kind of aware of this stuff fairly early on. Like me, I didn't even get into this stuff really heavily until probably like thirty. But even when you're in high school, you're already kind of having these thoughts. Like I can't imagine how that would set me apart from some of the other kids who are thinking about just vapid sort of who they're dating, going to the prom, stuff like that. What was that like for you? Yeah. I mean I still had that same experience and I didn't really bring this up with most friends. Like if I had certain friends who um were like definitely more aware as well, we'd have conversations in high school and I still have friends there there were some strange things that had uh, occurred when I'd grown up in Chicago where um really weird stuff happening in my house that like defied logic and um actually for a while I was um didn't really make sense but I didn't believe in God at all from like 7th grade to about sophomore year because of all this weird stuff and he had actually seen some of the orbs in the videos that I sent you 
we, we, my, my friend and I had seen one in our room and to this day, I still keep in contact with him. And, um, he, we talk about how ridiculous that shit was. And I send him some of the same stuff that I sent you. And it's like, but, but in, sorry, I got a little bit off topic there, but I, I basically had the same experience, you know, like I played football, I had a bunch of friends, but it kind it really does suck because you got to keep it to yourself especially in high school because it's like everybody has that stupid like clicky like nobody wants to um be out of the ordinary or whatever so i basically would be thinking about things on like a much more deep level and then like it, i also had a teacher though that was very aware and he helped with that so i think that i just i was just blessed in a lot of ways where i could um talk about it when i needed to but for the most part it, most people probably wouldn't know that like my opinions or my beliefs are what they are. So I think if they, if I had time to talk about my experience to everybody, I think it'd be pretty hard for people to ignore, but I have brought it up to people even back in high school where, um, I, I, you bring up evidence of like these crafts that are not planes (laughs) and it's like, there's just certain people that will not, um, regardless of how much evidence you give them, they're not going to be able to like comprehend that. It's the same shit with flat earth. Like it just, some people, not even that they're not gonna be able to comprehend it, but they're not gonna be able to accept it. And it's just a lost cause. I think that I learned that pretty early on as long as that. So I, it didn't bother me to the extent that I think it would if it like, if I did what I probably should have been doing, which is like explaining it to people every chance that I got, but live and you learn, I guess. And, what has been going on is something that is just so bizarre. I swear it comes right out of the outer limits or uh, the twilight zone or, you know, <laughs> name your weird show and this is perfect. Yet you're actually seeing some really weird stuff going on up in the sky, aren't you? Oh, yeah. And and the thing that's interesting is um, I'm not alone for a lot of this. Like I like the original craft that I had seen, which was this ridiculously, I want to say close to the length of a football field, maybe like probably a bit less than that was this black cube that, um, had just literally, it seemed like it had appeared out of nowhere because it didn't make a sound with an engine. And it was maybe 50 feet above the houses, if that, and it had just come right above us. But if that, if I had seen a craft like that, and it was just this big metallic black cube with like plane wings and it looked like it was just hovering, and you could feel the wind from it, but you couldn't hear it. And and if I had seen that alone, I would have been questioning a lot of things about myself. But my sister and her best friend were both there with me, and they actually recorded it the second time um, in that like 30-second video. And uh, they both saw it too. And it was a very chilling thing because it just stopped over us. And I was explaining to them about Flat Earth as if this couldn't get any weirder. And so they, my sister was like, oh, it kind of looks like... Um, the stars are like pinholes of light through like a wall. And I was like, well, it's funny you say that. And I start talking about um, like the Jesuits and just the various theories about that. And then we saw a plane go by and then we saw a helicopter and I'm like, wow, that helicopter was close to the ground. And it gives me like chills even talking about it to this day because just the feelings that that thing evoked over us was strange. And uh, we just see basically coming from out of that side this big like black thing in the sky because you can see the stars kind of go it literally looked like it was like pitch black like had almost blended in with the night sky and I looked up and uh all I said was um that was just like that one is way too close to the ground 
and it just stopped. And then I realized immediately, I'm like, this is not a plane. And <laughs> it's incredible because it stopped there and it flashed this like, it, it looked like a spotlight, you know, like if a cop car had, like flashed a spotlight at you. And all three of us described this later when we got back inside was um, we felt like in our stomachs, like something was like draining us. And I, I really kind of was freaking out because it, you feel pretty helpless when you see something that big just come over you. And um, essentially it, it just like stared at us. Like that's the only way I can describe it because the light was just there. And then it like slowly hovered like in no way have I seen a craft move like this before. That's the weirdest thing. It just slowly hovered. We were on a golf course at night and then it just went to the other side and it, and it looked like it was like patrolling or like looking around. It's super strange, like out of the matrix movie, some weird shit. And I just turned to my sister and a friend and I'm like, we got to get out of here. I just had this gut feeling that like, it, my original thought was I'm like, we just saw something that we weren't supposed to see. So knowing what I know, it was just smart to get out of there. And then I was just like, pretty sure that's what normal people would call a UFO. And we just got out of there and they were like kind of freaking out. And we, we basically sprinted back to our block and we stopped once I got to the corner of our block and we looked back and the thing had come back around and uh, had all these lights at the bottom of it. There's a video of a plane that someone else caught on YouTube and it looked very similar to that, but this didn't even look like a plane. And um, it, it was just all these lights. And I was just like, all right, put some pep on your step. Let's just get inside because the way that it made us feel was interesting. Like, I think that that's something that whatever those things are can do because we all three of us, when we got back inside, said when it flashed that light, our stomachs were like, it was like the worst body shot mixed with stage fright, like a draining feeling. And I'd never felt anything like that. And I was just like, no one's going to believe us, like what we just saw. And that's, I think later that night or maybe the next day, I was like emailing you or uh, hitting you up on Twitter and uh, hitting up that ETF um, No More Lies account before it left, just asking anybody that could possibly have any information on like what the hell we experienced. And I found a decent bit of info, but nothing exactly like what we saw. And then eventually uh, ETF got me in contact with um, her YouTube channel is Life is a Mirage. And I sent the link as well. And uh, she has a Twitter account under the same handle, I think. And she had been experiencing um, these crap. And after I'd seen this, I should say, um, I started seeing a lot more things that were very strange, like I had always noticed like chemtrail planes and I'd seen weird shit in the sky before, but ever since I saw that, which was around Thanksgiving, um, it's just ramped up like an unbelievable rate, like the crap that I see. And this was in Northern Virginia that I had seen the cube with my sister and I've seen them in New York <laughs> all the way down here. And it's like, no matter where I go, it seems like they're just not every day, but pretty close to every other day. I'm like seeing it walk into school and there's various things where it's like black helicopters that just aren't even like, like I, you can show them the video. It's yeah, like I'll show, I'll the, pull up that video. I, I showed up, I pulled up the plane when you were talking. Next I'll pull up yeah. that crazy freaking whatever the hell it is. Let's see. The, uh, the helicopter one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, and, and somebody else, the there's another video of um, a helicopter going over a 9-11 memorial 
and it does the same thing. It's like the it should not be in the air moving at that slow of speed. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what I think about it, but you know. Uh, to be honest, uh, all of this really like defies logic to me. So I'm a very, I've always been more of a rational thinker. Like I had thought to myself that um, there's always like a concrete explanation for things. And this is one of the few things in my life where I haven't been able to find like a very concrete explanation for any of it. So it's just, it's very strange, very strange. And, um, but anyway, the life is a mirage. Um, she helped me out by enhancing these images because she told me that they were interdimensional um, crafts or entities type things. And um, she basically proved it to me by some of those other pictures that I sent where every single one of these and the difference between this and like a normal plane or a helicopter is they have this, if you increase the contrast and do some other enhancements, there's different filters and stuff that they use, I believe. But um, you can see that with these things, there's like this aura almost. It's like a portal behind them, this black portal behind all of these things. Or like sometimes it's like bright white. And normal planes obviously don't have that going around it. And you see all these like CGI theories and... I had never believed in any of this crap or really given it any merit until I realized that it really probably wasn't crap because I'm looking up and I'm like, this is the shit that I'm seeing. <laughs> it's just a very surreal experience. But she is a, a, a true Christian, I would say, and that's where I'm at now too. I believe in um, the Bible. I, I do think that we it has been altered to a degree because the Council of Nicaea had had to have done something, you know, knowing who those people were. But overall, it seems that uh, one of the banned books from the Council of Nicaea that they didn't include, the Book of Enoch, describes uh, these things as like watchers. And there's, um, I think it's Ezekiel's wheel. And they, they describe these things like these orbs and these weird crafts that just kind of like watch you. And that's what she had told me that they were. And at first I was a little bit skeptical, but it, it did make sense immediately when she said it. I was like, okay, this is a lot of help. And the more that I've experienced this, and as you can see, the stuff that I've accumulated, it, that to me seems to be the most likely theory that I've heard. But the, the craft that I did see looked like the first one that I saw looked um, like almost like a drone thing. So another thing that I'm wondering is how this connects to AI, or are they using like like, is that, like, a holographic thing, or is that, like, a spiritual thing? Do you know what I'm getting at? Like, Yeah, e exactly. I was I was playing all the different videos kind of in a row just now as you were talking. And it, yeah. what's, what was nice was it kind of timed where you were talking about it looking like a drone right when I was playing that one of the triangle craft flying over the building. And, like, yeah. yeah, like I told you privately, um, one of the reasons why I got kind of excited when you started talking about this stuff and showing me this stuff is – exact same thing was happening to me out where i live and the triangle craft that i saw it, it looked pretty much like the exact same thing as the ones in your videos which is like yeah what the hell's going on here that's the thing and then that's what i realized is i started um getting in contact with certain and it's not a significant amount but enough people had had posted about this stuff where it's like Okay, this isn't just and and I'm going to be totally honest with you and this is probably a fault of mine, but I I don't think that I would believe this like if I hadn't experienced it myself. 
So if somebody like doesn't believe what I'm saying, I don't really take it personally because if I'm going to be honest with myself, I thought that a lot of this stuff was kind of like people just making stuff up or whatever. And until I experienced it myself, then I'm like, so now I know for a fact personally from experience that there's something to this. And that's why I'm just kind of, I don't want to say obsessed, but I'm very, very intent on finding the truth with this because it's just so many people. And you know, my sister was there, her best friend was there, and I went to go pick up one of my friends, and I forget which video it was, but it was one of the nighttime ones. I think it was the picture where it was a bit blurry, but you could see it was just this big, bright craft, and there was a second one that we didn't even notice until we looked at the pictures. And um, my friend saw it with me, and I had told him about the black cube thing, and he's like, I wouldn't believe it if it was anybody else but you that told me, and uh, I was like, well, thank you so much, and because, you know, that was a high compliment because, like I said, I probably wouldn't believe myself. And um, so then I'm picking him up and I was just like, you want to see a UFO? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I told you that I see this shit way too often. And we looked up and right over were those two things. And before we got that picture, they were like by where we parked. And then as we had pulled around and he saw this too. So now I'm just like, OK, thank God that like... <laughs> You know, like, like this sounds bad, but it's like, thank God that other people are also seeing this because there's just a lot of questions that I would have to ask myself if it was just me, like if I was alone for all of these. But Yeah, um, but, but the thing is there, like with me, it felt like they were kind of like stalking me or trying to get in my head. And it seems like it might be a little bit similar with you where they're, they're a little oh, too yeah. interested <laughs> in you. That's creepy. As hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first couple of weeks with this, I was like, that never experienced anything like it and it was always at night one time that during the day that it had happened it was just a biplane that was just like sir i have this like 20 minute walk to get to my school and it was just circling me over and over and over again and like it just i really wish that i recorded that one but i was just it was freaking me out because it was getting so close and it just kept on circling the entire 20 minute walk all the way from like one end to campus and i was like okay it's this super strange phenomena but, um, yeah, that it, it's definitely something where it's like the more you notice that, the more that it notices you, in my opinion, because ever since, uh, my friend had seen that he's seen a bunch more, like he went to Orlando and saw the same like helicopter crap. And it was just very interesting that like that quickly he was then experiencing something similar. And I haven't talked to him cause he had, he'd come back up from, um, Florida back home and asked him if he'd seen it at back home as well. But it's just it, it, the thing that surprised me was that like there were a lot of people that have noticed this as well. Like a lot of people who are, um, I guess sky watchers or whatever, just notice all this crap. And that was kind of reassuring because it's like, you're not alone, I guess, but there is certainly some mental aspect where it's like, cause that, cause nothing's ever happened, you know, like I've only ever seen it or it's just like, been right there but nothing's ever like um what's the it word it hasn't tried like to a, like hurt you or anything like that yeah the closest thing was when my, when i was with my sister and her friend and the light flashed that was the that was the closest thing and that was certainly a weird experience but even then it's like if there was uh like something that could have gone on it, that would have been the opportune time, you know, because we're alone. There's nobody there in the middle of this golf course that we weren't even supposed to be on because it was past the, uh, it was nighttime. 
and like there's nobody around. So like you'd you'd think that if something was gonna happen, it would have happened there, but it didn't. It's almost as if they just like I I'm trying to think of the proper term for this. It's like they it's really like they're just watching you. It's like they're observing. It's super strange and and the, there's something with those lights. I don't know if you can pull up the um videos of the plane with like the guy whose name is fake plane backwards on YouTube where like it kind of shows it like transforming almost it all, like the yeah old... it it, it kind of transformed and then it almost looks like it's starting to smile <laughs> yeah it's like th- then the life is a mirage if you want to go on her channel you could basically pick any of her videos some of my pictures i think she put up there for the helicopter one but um they you can see there's like faces in them and there's like portals behind it. it is the craziest shit i've ever seen and um it's certainly I th- I think that she knows what she's talking about a hundred percent, and I think that she has a deep understanding and has also experienced this. To be fair, more than I have. So like, it was nice talking to her and t- being able to have somebody where it's like, okay, I'm not like venturing into like uncharted territory here. People have dealt with this before, and everything that she's told me so far has added up like. They don't do anything. They just try and, and it's the same as you have told me as well, that, um, they just kind of try and mess with you. Like, like sometimes they'll like flash their lights and then, or it'll just be like, I'm around a bunch of people. And if I look up, it's just like a crazy, um, weird looking plane or craft that has these weird lights. And then they'll be like flickering. And my friend told me that it did the same thing to him when he was with his family. And he, uh, pointed it out and he goes, mom, do you see that? (laughs) And, um, his mom said, see what? And he said that it was the same thing that I had seen with the black helicopter with that red light like flashing. And he said the second that he pointed it to her, the red light just went off and all the lights went off, making it like, harder to see. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, and that blew me away because I was like, I hadn't experienced that like to that level. But um, I had been in like crowds where like I'm on campus around people and it's like I can't just like pick up my phone and be like the crazy person looking at it. But it's like that's not normal, like whatever is above us. And I think I also sent you the picture of uh, the chemtrail plane that flew over and like it just didn't even decide to spawn half of its wing. Like it just has like one and a half wings. No sense whatsoever. Which is why that's where my question is. Um, She told me that they're interdimensional and that they're um, like more spiritual. And I've also, and that's what I lean towards personally. Like, I, obviously, this isn't something that I have concrete evidence on when it comes to like my theories on what it is. But the other theory that I've heard is that it's like CGI, like Project Bluebeam type crap, where um, they're able to like project something that isn't like physically there. But the thing that makes me doubt that is when the black cube was close to us and it moved over us, we um, we felt the wind, but we couldn't hear it. But, like, we felt as it had, like, brushed past us, we felt like that. Like, it was close enough. So, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, the, it, it had some um, actual physical effect in, like, the 3D realm, if that makes any sense. And same with the chemtrail planes, you know, because even if those are these same things where they're, like, projections or, like, she, like covering up their actual form, the things that they're spraying are real. You know what I mean? Like, like it's falling down and like people can see and you can see exactly what it does. It blocks out the sun and there's probably a bunch of purposes for it. But it's like, regardless of what it is, these things seem to have like some type of um, control over like certain physical elements. 
and beyond maybe even, you know, it's, it's very interesting topic. It's super difficult to like quantify, which makes it very annoying for me to talk about because it's something that like words are very, um, they're hard to find to describe it because it's just such a weird, it's such a weird thing. And there aren't very many, there's enough people where you know that this isn't like an isolated event, but there's not enough people that have like a clear idea of what's going on. Like many people will just be like, Oh, it's uh, extraterrestrials because they're still on that level. And it's like, I don't think so. You know, I just personally, and, and the energy that that thing gave me was just from my intuition and gut feeling was all bad. (laughs) Like nothing good was coming from that. But, you know, it, other people may disagree with me or whatever. I'm just looking for the truth at this point. It's not like I uh, have, like, <laughs> like whatever, wherever it leads me to, it leads me to. But so far, it's like the book of Enoch and, like, many of the books of the Bible seem to describe this stuff the most accurately that I've been able to find if you're just looking at it from, like, a reasonable perspective. So until I can find more hardcore proof that it's something else, I'm leaning towards their, like, interdimensional crafts or entities and i think that they're i think that what most of them are those orbs of like light or energy that you can sometimes catch if they're like exposed for whatever reason or if you just catch them at the right time i guess because even if um my sister and her friends were saying when we came back around and saw the black cube one and when we had run we had basically sprinted away and then looked back behind us when we had saw it up close, it was all pitch black except for that one light. But when we saw it and looked back around, it, it had come back around to where we were originally sitting. But now we were blocks away, so we were able to see it. And uh, it was just floating there. But it looked like it had, like, all these lights and, like, crap going on, like some something out of a movie. And I had never seen anything that looked quite like that until I saw that plane video where he saw that it was, like, shape-shifting. And I just, like, just, like... Uh, lit up a light bulb in my head and I'm like I think that's what the black cube thing was doing it was like all those lights at the bottom were just kind of like going it just going ham it was just very strange but but there's connections is what I'm trying to say and that it's like it's not just me and now it's like my friends are seeing it and it's like very I don't think that it's a good thing but I don't think that um they have too much control over people especially if you have faith a hundred percent of the time if you're praying or um invoke like christ or like the true creator father's name it seems like they flee a hundred percent of the time which is another very telling thing in my opinion but yeah i can i can back that up a hundred percent and and it was happening um you know even when my faith wasn't really strong at all like when i was when i was younger and i saw these things i wasn't i didn't consider myself a christian i was rebelling against all that but because i was so freaked out because the thing got within probably like 15 to 25 feet away from me you know looking very similar to that one that was flying over the building and that thing's coming up to me um one thing that stuck out about it it looked too small for there to be a pilot inside so it's like okay if there's no pilot either it's either a dwarf like a little gray alien little ass gray alien or something (laughs) like that or it's a robotic like artificial intelligence craft and if that's the case what the fuck is going on (laughs) (laughs) that's it's the same thing and my first thought was it was a government craft or like a drone and um it very well, like, like I guess that's still a possibility, but just the fact that these things seem so afraid of, like, God and prayer, it just makes me think that, like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like God has power over, like, like, if you pray to save you from, like, a human threat, I'm sure that you'll get your results there. But it seems like it's just, like, 
they have such a like fear of that. It's really strange. But I I think that I've also read or I saw a video. I'm forgetting the guy's name, but it was like Yeshua Ben David something like that. And um, some of his stuff I agree with. Some of it it doesn't. But he he was talking about how these ships or the UFOs are controlled by consciousness and not um, like physical buttons, like how we would drive a car or plane. And uh, he claims that he can, like, move them with his mind and, like, basically override it with um, – I don't know if you made a tweet about this as well. I may have seen that too. But um, he's talking about it. You could, like, override it with uh, your own willpower. And I've tried. I've not really had success, honestly. But that's another thing that is possible. It's really hard to rule things out, like to disprove things when it comes yeah, to this because yeah. it's so it, – It gets so weird because – just like you're saying, there seems to be a strange realm where we enter into where these things, this is my experience anyway, where they seem to react to your thoughts. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then if that's the case, okay, what's going on? Are they reading my mind? Am I somehow making it happen? It's yeah. some kind of meta sort of thing. I have, uh, I've had that same thought. And, um, I think that this is just my opinion is that, um, I, I think that only like God can truly like read our minds to the level where it's like the exact word and thought and um, all of that. But there's no doubt in my mind that these things have the ability to read like emotions, like fear versus love type thing, because it seems like they feed off of fear. And probably the scaredest that I had ever been was when it had gotten the closest, and that was the most crap that had ever like occurred to me. But um, when I'm kind of like messing around and like just like I'll say things like like I like I'll pray or I'll just mess around and uh, say something stupid like just like oh like the, this shouldn't even be flying like there's no there's literally half a wing on this thing they just like go away or they'll go behind a cloud and it just they're out of there but then it seems like if you're like kind of tweaking out about it they'll stick around and that's another thing that connects back to like the whole like. Sometimes they call them archons, but really it's just demons, in my opinion, like the negative higher dimensional things that just feed off of fear. And that's what makes me think that like they because they talk about like you have like David Icke talking about reptilians and you have people talking about all like machine elves that they see on DMT and fairies and all this all this stuff. And it's there's a strong possibility that it could just be the same demonic like things just shape-shifting in whatever appearance best suits them like gray aliens too with like the crowley stuff it's just like that just seems to be the most reasonable explanation in my experience because it's just it's the only thing that really does explain it because outside of that it's like okay we're in this enclosed dome and or we're on this plane that goes on forever the universe expands forever and there's just infinite land and there's just all these creatures that are just coming here to like look at you and mess with you a little bit and just flash lights at you like it it just doesn't really make sense unless they're like harvesting something not physical yeah uh one thing that came up when we were talking privately uh i I believe it might be stephen quell that came out with this concept but it might be what's called angel tech where it might be some sort of higher dimensional technology that works on a, a different level maybe like an etheric level or an 
an astral sort of technology that might be a little bit closer to thought or closer to like magic or sorcery but yeah it, yeah it falls into a, a realm where we, we got to try not to um you know classify and divide things there, there's a lot of crossover um another thing we talked about was the similarity to transformers because these things yes. are literally like transforming in the sky like yeah, decepticons a hundred percent and it's like and that's the thing that made me um think more like towards the ai thing at first because when i saw it up close it was a very like sleek metallic like it now once again my eyes could be deceiving me because i've experienced enough where it's like perspective and all of this stuff is i know that it was a craft but like for all i know i could have like put my hand into it and would have just phased through i have no idea but it looked like a very physical like solid um thing and you know like i said you could feel the wind so it did have like some um not aura but some presence in like the 3d realm so it's like is it like a physical thing and then it, the thing that gregory talked about um how it connects to like transhumanism and ai and all of that it's like wh- i i wonder what the like mechanics of that connection are like is it like how are these things like possessing like an empty like robotic vessel like they would like possess a human you know or like is it just stuff that i probably none of us could probably answer but that it's just very like interesting because i i think that just knowledge is good especially when it comes to something like this because they could if if like if research is any evidence i i don't think that there's anything good coming from these things and it seems like a lot of people are seeing them more and more like recently in terms of like very recently like the past year or two years and so it's like that just doesn't spell very good news to me if people are continuously like noticing this. But one thing that I'm really glad that you brought up was um, the uh, fallen angel tech, be or like or uh, not just angel tech. I think you said, but also could have been like fallen angel tech. I don't know if you're familiar. I think one of your guests talked about this, um, like the mud floods in Tartaria. Uh, I haven't had a guess yet, but um, I have spoken to some researchers and people like on Twitter. So I'm kind of familiar with that. But um, the basic idea is like history might be completely fake. And yes, yeah. And somehow it's being pieced together by the elite or maybe something else or it's kind of along those lines. Is that right? Yeah. And like the mud floods, um, basically the thing how that connects to this is that if you dig under many like historical buildings, like I know that there are some in Paris and even in Chicago where um, they've like dug underground and you can see that like if you're walking on like the ground today at ground level, the windows are like halfway built into the ground. And it's like, who the hell would design this? Well, you go under and you see that there's so many pictures of this and it blew my mind where it's like, these buildings go way deep into the ground. So it's like the ground was lower back then. And also it speaks a ton about the architecture because the architecture really seems to be quite a bit more advanced than uh, it is today. And that's a theory that I ran into somebody, I believe his, um, excuse me, I believe his Twitter handle is uh, Ibon Basque. I hope I didn't pronounce it wrong. It's like I-B-O-N Basque. And he has shown me so much evidence that it is literally undeniable that that theory has a lot of merit to it where there were advanced civilizations very recently like maybe even like as far as what we had called like the 17 1800s that were like 
this can well it does that's very recent like the tartaria stuff but it goes back all the way to atlantis <laughs> the theories about that and like the fallen city under and also when you see all the evidence for the buildings under the ground it um it really makes you wonder about atlantis because if those are underground then it's really not out of the realm of possibility that like a giant island could have been sunken underground for whatever reason as well or under the water. But there's so much evidence in like Tesla's free energy tech where it's like it, all of this stuff on its own is just kind of like, oh, that's a weird tidbit. But when you just when you spend enough hours researching and doing enough, you start piecing it together and it's like there's something huge going on here. And I'm 100 percent a believer that the uh, history that we have been given is complete not complete bs but not even close to the full truth of what we've been seeing and possibly it could be like this is like fallen angel tech from like the days of noah when they saw like the spinning wheels in the sky and the watchers and all that crap and like the bible says in the end times or whatever tribulation that it'll be like the days of noah and it's like <laughs> you're seeing a lot of similarities to that um yeah time period now definitely <laughs> very um, strange a lot of uh another thing that you kind of hear from time to time is people will say like demonic beings are ai or maybe even satan's ai yeah. or or maybe the false prophet or the beast is an ai and to me that sounds like if it's not truth there's at least a lot of truth to it because it, more oh, yeah. and more like i see this stuff you're showing me and like like the um, the ladies channel and, st and so many other people i've talked to and experiences it seems like this stuff very well might be technology like more of it than i probably ever would have thought and that raises the yeah. question like is it possible that we are inside of some kind of machine or inside of some kind of mechanical dome or some kind of big yeah. weird ball like Unicron from Transformers or <laughs> something like that? I, I mean, I like joke around. I'll talk about this theory I have called Technodome, which is actually based off of the yeah. Technodrome from Ninja Turtles. But the more and more I think like, fuck, this is crazy. Like maybe these things yeah. are drones that are coming down and they're just going back up into the like structure or something like that or going underground. That's it. When you told me that um, theory the, that uh, could be a cybernetic drone, that was like like those were the two that I was balancing was like life in a mirage and yours because I'm like both of those explain this. So it's very difficult to like – I think that it has to be a mixture of both though. And once again, it's like Gregory's work really, really like made a lot of connections to me. Obviously, every time I make these connections, it's like we have more questions than uh, – like once you answer something, you end up with like 10 more questions. But – he uh, he talked about how it connected to AI and the drones and or not the drones but um like the Skynet stuff and it's like at the very least the these like entities that might be like in a like a outside of the visible light spectrum usually or like we can't perceive fully that they're using AI and these technologies to influence crap here and if you believe in like the firmament and like the biblical um geocentric model it's like then we're kind of trapped in here with them. <laughs> and it's like, it would make sense that it would be something like a not, even if it's not exactly the technodrome or like, or the technodome and like Unicron stuff, it, it basically be the same end result, regardless of how you described it, because you're locked in with them and they have control over most things. Yeah. On a societal there, level. There's so. that famous quote. I forget where it's from, but it said that 
something like the Lord um, took the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim and bound them to the earth. So that would fall in line with exactly what you just said. Like they, they yeah. were trapped here by something and so are we for whatever reason. And now they're just like, they're Bald trying to, man. yeah, they're trying to do exactly what they're supposed to. They're trying to like tempt us, mess with our heads, get us to be fearful, um, manipulate us into some kind of mind state or state or uh, manipulate us in every way possible. Possibly they say Satan is the master of the air or Lucifer yeah. is the light bringer. I mean, maybe it's all just like light. It's his lies, like a false hologram or something like that. Yeah, and that the, the Prince of the Air thing is another great one because um, if you think about it, all of our um, technology is like pretty much based around the, um, the air and either jamming the air with frequencies or like with planes, just compressing it because they don't use as much fuel as they say. I, something that I believe as well. But all of these technologies are like based around the air. And it's funny because all the technology that they give us, it's like 5G. They're like spamming the airwaves with um, all the frequencies. And it's like that connects right back to that title where it sees the prince of the air. And it's just it all comes back to that. And even um, like the pagan religions, when you say that disembodied spirits are like, um, what was it, attached to the earth? the that's basically what a lot of these like mystery Babylon, like pagan type religions were like trying to invoke. And it's just like, then it connects to that even more where it's like, it's like the Christianity, the true Christianity split versus like everything else. And it's just, massive mind fuck when you start like yeah. really really delving into no, it I, I know exactly what you're talking about because it's like there's a point where um the christianity like just slides right into like the old gods and all of that and then it's like oh my god whatever was going on back then uh, we're talking like lord of the rings or beyond that yeah. it's fucking crazy well, yeah and there's um i think that the history that we've been presented and i've done some research recently where uh, Something very interesting is that um, this the the um, Basque account. They uh, he has he has proven to me using DNA actually that there were um, that King Tut had Western European DNA and that the um, there's Celtic DNA found and well not Celtic Basque but that's Basque was the original and then the Celts and all of Europe I guess came from that. The Phoenicians have the same DNA. And then the one that really blew me away was it turns out that many, I think it was like 25% of Native American skulls were um, the same as like the Basque, like European. And and that really, he made this one connection. And he's like, now you have to think about this. If it was the first time that Columbus had sailed over to uh, America, like they say, and that he had just encountered these Native Americans for the first time, they'd never, ever found the New World. How in the world did he communicate with them and like peacefully understand them and <laughs> understand all of this stuff? Because that doesn't make sense unless he had some way to communicate with them. You know, if it was just like because you have to put yourself in that situation. If you're going into a place where it's just completely different culture, you wouldn't even be able to understand each other for a good source of time. You know, not enough to trade and do what they told us. And his theory goes back to Atlantis and the Tartaria, the Tartarian Empire that spanned across, I think it was from like Russia all the way to North America, that um, basically the whole history that we've been presented was a lie. And there, I could send you the links now for the DNA. And Helena Blavatsky, uh, the <laughs> satanic asshole, she um, actually had wrote about this. And knew about this long before DNA confirmed it. Which oh makes shit, me think that's that, trippy. 
That's trippy. Yeah. Well, and it makes me think that so she had wrote about this before it was proven. So somehow, I, probably the bullshit scum above her had already known this truth that our history is just completely different than what they say. But she knew that um, I think it was like the Iroquois, 25% of the Iroquois fell under this uh, haplogroup that is Western European, which makes no sense given the history that they've told us. So it's like you look at that and it's like she knew about this before it was proven. Like science had not proven this yet. So at some level, these like Freemasons or Jesuits, whatever bullshit secret society she was a part of, had this knowledge, you know, that like these civilizations like the Mayans and the Aztecs and the Phoenicians and the Mesopotamians, like they had the knowledge that there was something going on there. And if you look at how the earth is built, it does make sense that there would be free energy and all this crap that they're suppressing from us to keep us like in a sick and maybe they destroy civilization cyclically when they hit a point who knows but all i can tell you for sure is that this guy blew my mind with some of this evidence because he didn't he made a lot of big claims and then he would just send me all i can send you the links uh whenever but just all this evidence of um dna proof and haplogroups and then i went on and did some research myself because it was like so surreal to think like white native americans like and then another thing that he said was crazy was he's like, well, think about it. They mock you with like sports teams and all of that. Uh, think about the Washington Redskins. So the only people that I know of that uh, turn red when they tan are the people with that haplogroup, the Basque DNA. And he's like, if you think that like the Redskins were the people that they tell you, it wouldn't really make sense to call them Redskins. You know, if they were like um, – not even African, but like Indo-Eurasian, uh, where like you, they tan like more effectively. I guess would be the correct term. It wouldn't make sense to call them that, and it connected it to the Cavaliers and the Vikings as well. Just a lot of these sports teams are. Um, it, it kind of uh, also proves Joseph Smith was right. That's the okay, and that's another crazy one because the Book of Mormon talks about so much um, more than some of the books that like the conventional Bible talks about. And I think the book of Mormon life of Mirage sent me a video of some guy breaking it down. They talked about how, um, these, the, in the Bible, the angels and demons had like dimensional hierarchies. And so it's like the bad ones are closer to our dimension than, um, like the, like the good angels would be in like whatever, I, I guess to simplify it, we can say like 5d, 60, whatever, just higher realms they're in higher ones and the Nephilim and whatever the fallen angels are in lower ones. And if you connect that to just any standard Christian Bible, not even Mormon, they always, uh, the, the bad spirits manifest themselves very easily and frequently in the Bible. It's just written so many times, but the good spirits, it's like the only time that people see good spirits is like very – it seems like it's like a much more rare occurrence is what I'm getting at. And that would make sense too that the Mormons connected to – sorry, I'm kind of like all over the place with this. But uh, basically like if they're one realm above us, like what if these crafts are 4D or 5D or something? It's much easier for them to get into our realm versus like the angels closer to god if they were in a realm above that you're like skipping more yeah yeah that, does that make any sense like yeah definitely i definitely feel you on that because like a lot of people are into the whole ancient astronauts thing 
And yeah. I, I, I believe it, yet at the same time, I don't believe it because it seems to me like if there were ancient aliens, and I know there is a great argument for that, then there would be more like nuts and bolts type of evidence, which there really isn't. But if it was more yeah. like they say, and they were like otherworldly or higher dimensional beings that had to um, be summoned or could only come here like in a certain form, something like that, then that would fit in the evidence that we have much better. And it would also explain a lot of this crap that goes on nowadays, because nowadays you don't see 12 foot tall gods walking around you see little creepy ass gray aliens and stuff like that yeah those are nothing like the anunnaki or anything like that gray alien looks nothing like anunnaki but but i many people in like sleep paralysis or i know i've experienced this in sleep paralysis and in other states where um the the people see like shadow people that are very tall and that are um that basically demonic you know like people see these uh, or machine elves on dmt and stuff where it's like it seems like they can take forms of whatever is necessary to trick you. But if you start like bringing up um, the Bible and God many times, um, they, they like I've done this in dreams. Actually, very recently, this happened to me in a dream where like this is a super weird dream with like all these weird characters that I'd never really met, but they all look normal. And then they were like tempting me with random crap in the dream and I turned it down. And, like, their faces just morphed and became, like, super demonic. And then I just woke up freaked out. But it, it seems like 100% of the time when you encounter the gray aliens, like you were saying, or any of this stuff, you start talking about Christ or the true God in whatever way you believe that name is. They all flee. Or they all, like, get, like, very disgusting and change form and just, like, have to leave or have to, like, get pissed off and get out of there. It's super weird because... I just don't I don't see people being able to do that with their consciousness like how a lot of the new age people say where it's like just think positively or um, use your willpower to overpower them. And it seems like that's much more difficult to do than if you just say if you just pray for help, essentially. Yeah, I I agree. There's also another similarity like uh, my experience with those shadowy beings. uh, A lot of my family members have seen them and I've dealt with them, but it seems like the same thing as the chemtrail planes or some of these other uh, things flying around the sky. Like they can only form like half of a body or they can't get the shape of the hat quite right. Or their fingers look kind of weird. Like they didn't quite get the shape, right? Like they're trying to uh, picture themselves looking a certain way. And that's what we see. So they sort of like Mm -hmm. choose how they form, but they're either like not strong enough or they're trying to mess with you where they don't actually form the whole thing. It's like, what's going on there? Yeah. It's like uh, the Bible describes it as um, the the veil and the thinning of the veil and all of that. And that's what I think it is. I think that God has just given our brains and our body like a spiritual um, protection, I guess, so that they can't fully manifest. And they say when things really get bad that that veil will be like completely removed. But I think that drugs like um, DMT or if you astral project when meditating or even probably lucid dreaming – I'm not 100% sure on the lucid dream, but I w- it would make sense that, like, you're just thinning the veil between this realm and wherever those guys are at. Because, and, and and the other thing is, it doesn't seem like, like, I've messed with a lot of that stuff, and it just doesn't seem like um, it really, uh, is, like, like, if you go on Reddit and, like, um, all of their, like, DMT forms, they make it sound, like, very, um, like, like this enlightening process, but it seems like it's more just your perception is altered to the point where, um, you, you're, you're experiencing like another dimension or another 
perception of reality, and I think that you're just seeing beyond the biblical veil. And I also think that that's very dangerous if you think about it um, for an untrained person or just someone without faith, really, because then you're basically it's the equivalent of like spiritually walking into the wrong neighborhood. And you know what's funny about that is that if you want to look for evidence of what you're saying, you just have to look at what the shamans are doing. And like one of their major concerns entering these states is, hey, we got to have this fetish or this item or I have to sing these certain songs. We're doing yeah. a lot of this stuff to protect you from these demonic beings who, as soon as you enter the state, they're going to start like messing with you, screwing up your experience. It's like, why do they have mm-hmm. to do all that if there isn't some sort of spiritual entity on the other side of, of whatever's going on? Exactly. And I think that that just gives them more power because Life is a Mirage told me this as well. And it's super, it's just a hundred percent true where you don't need to be on LSD or like shrooms or any type of drugs, DMT or whatever it is to see this stuff because I've been able to record more than enough crazy shit where it's like, I know that I don't have to be in this form for us to see it. But I think that that's like almost like a like a shortcut, if that makes sense, to just like throw yourself in there without really much effort or like intuition, I should say. Where like if you if you do like ayahuasca, like the shamans, I think it just throws you in there, and it's just not a free for all because I mean, I, I my experiences have not been like a free for all, I would say, but just like something that um, there the other beings, the other entities are at an advantage compared to us. Whereas in like the tip in this realm, I think that we're at an advantage to them. And I think that we have the ultimate trump card with faith. That's my belief. Because a lot of this, like I said, I cannot like quantify and be like this amount of faith will like 30% amount of faith will 100% get rid of this. But 100% of the time I can say that I have like prayed and been in those situations, it's 100% gone away. A success rate like that doesn't really happen (laughs) for many things. But it, but it yeah, all I know what you mean. Yeah, it doesn't hold up because it's like, okay, these are just words. This thing shouldn't even be able to hear me because it's only, <laughs> you know, it's like fifty yeah. miles away up in the sky. Yet I just like barely whispered something about Jesus or something like that. It's but it's, it's gone. Okay, it's gone behind the <laughs> cloud. Just that's what happened to my friend. It just uh, like went. He said it just hauled. He said he started getting afraid and praying, and it just hauled ass behind a cloud. Man, that <laughs> like, is, uh... and then it was just gone. Yeah, it, when you have other people that have these experiences, especially if you see them at the same time, I mean, what more proof could you get? That's the thing. And it's like, because to be honest, when you break this whole experience that everyone has down, we can't really prove much of anything because like, for all we know, like the amount of evidence that we have, like we could be in a simulation, we could be in a simulation of a simulation, like, you know what I mean? It could be some like inception shit where it's like, it's... You can't prove anything 100%, but if you go with like logic and rationality and you do your research, it seems like you can piece together certain things where it's like, okay, this is the most likely scenario. And that's where it's like the Bible talks about having faith, and it's like, it, it just makes sense to me at that level because it's like, it's hard to get over the concept of like getting into like heaven or like that higher realm being anything but a gift because it's like you, you break it down and every other religion it's like your works are going to earn your way through like karmic debt or whatever into heaven only christianity is like okay you guys are fallen <laughs> you guys are in this realm where there's a lot of evidence that there's not so good shit around here and the only way that you're getting in is by the grace of god and like if you can have the humility to admit that and still try your best that it 
I don't know if you can like go around and like murder people and then just be like, thank you and you're fine. But that just seems to be the only thing that would make rational sense to me from like a creator. And I can't pretend to understand the mind of like whatever being created all of this, but that from the evidence that I've presented with and with the videos that I've shown you and everything and how they react to certain prayers and influences, like I just can't see how it's any other way. And I know that AI is connected to it as well. So I can't disregard that, but it's, it's just a, I don't know. It's just a very um, inconclusive experience. And and a lot of people, a lot of people out there, you know, they they might get a little turned off to like, um, you know, talking about Christianity and stuff like that. But like I can see, yeah, it with, I understand it. Yeah, I can see it with my belief. Yeah, I can see it with me at least that uh, my Christianity is not blind faith. It comes from having these experiences oh, yeah. and doing research and 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 fitting all this ancient aliens and stuff together. Where it's oh, yeah. it's it's given me like a complete cosmology. Has it kind of been the same for you? Oh yeah, and it's and when I say faith, I mean that when I when I talk about all the research, I'm saying that with Christianity and my perspective i'd say that i'm above 90 percent sure but you're never going to be a hundred percent sure is what i was getting at with like like it could be a simulation you know what i mean like this everything who knows so to when you have um a theory about all of this none of it is like a hundred percent proof but i agree with what you're saying where it's like my christianity if you would call it that is that I believe in like the word of Christ and the gospels because of the fact, not just because it's written in the Bible, but because what everything else that I've researched and, and I used to be into the new age stuff and I used to be into all this. And then I found Bill Cooper's books and his, uh, uh, radio show. And then I realized like the mistake of what I was doing. And then once you just research and research, it just becomes increasingly clear to me at least where it's like, there's a massive, um, just fork in the road. And it literally boils down to the whole Messiah concept and everything else, because everything else has a whole range of stuff that it could be, but they all fall against the teachings of like, you're not going to be able to become God yourself is the bottom line. And it seems like that's what the elite and like the Zionist Jesuit, um, they go by a lot of different names, but the serpent seed seems to believe that they're going to be able to do is usurp God or usurp God. So yeah, I feel like if that is possible, like if it is possible to become like, like God, it would probably take like millions of years and you'd have to go through like this hierarchy of different levels. And the elite seem to think you can like achieve that in like five years down here with a magic ring and some weird book. (laughs) Yeah. It's, or just emerging your consciousness with like the Skynet crap. Yeah. (laughs) And, And that, that, uh, begs another question i wanted to kind of ask you have you noticed like a lot of stuff that we're talking about you know truth people it's movies like terminator the matrix and we mentioned transformers like the truman show 13th floor etc etc there seems Mm -hmm. to be something called predictive programming out there where the the truth is coming through our freaking entertainment our, our media our entertainment our movies our tv shows and stuff like that yeah and that's uh my friends think that I'm annoying a lot of the times because I like, I like can't help it when I'm watching movies and TV shows sometimes where like you see the symbols and the Freemasonic stuff and the concepts that they're pushing. And it's because I fell for it for so many years that like now I just like really want to expose it to the point where it's like everyone should see this, but they a hundred percent are telling us truth in fiction. 
and it might not be and the thing that's dangerous about it too is that like it, it might not be a hundred percent truth like it might be 98 percent truth mixed with like a bit of lies you know but um the, it seems like they just like the truman show um they live and the matrix are three where it's like that's pretty close to what we're experiencing so it's like they know what they're doing, I think. And I think that the people who are a part of those bloodlines are – and that's another thing that I've noticed with this phenomenon. People with RH negative blood seem to deal with this phenomenon way more than otherwise. And I don't have RH negative blood, but it seems like people that do have this situation that they're like not targeted. Maybe targeted is the right word by these things. And it's like – It's almost like the best way I could put it is – when you start to see beyond the veil, like you mentioned, it's almost like there's a security system there that starts to yes. react to you. It doesn't want you to see what's really there. Shit. It wants you to only see the illusion. And once you start to actually see what's there, they're like, oh, shit, we got to do something about this guy. Yes, a hundred. Yeah. You know what? That is <laughs> it is so funny that you say that because there have been at least five people that when I've been asking about them about this, that they have said that same thing where it's like when I was first starting to wake up to all of this that I have now come to realize is real, they said that they were heavily, um, dealing, and, and it was all over the place too. It wasn't just like what I'm talking about with like the weird stuff in the sky. Like for some people it was like entities in their house or like shit was like falling over just the weirdest, like, I guess, paranormal activities when they started studying, um, the stuff that we're talking about or it's like the security system of like the reality because you're starting to see past what they're telling you to see and listening to your senses a bit more and that's another thing that i think the flat earth really helps with once you finally like do your research is it like forces you to listen to your senses more than just listen to what you were taught if that makes any sense so you start getting more in tune with that because now you're just like okay my eyes aren't lying to me my ears aren't lying to me like you got to look at things objectively and then you notice things more in the sky. And it's like, if there was a point where I was showing people chemtrail plants, like I genuinely would not be surprised if they couldn't see them. Yeah, that's, that's a good point because, um, we are shown imagery. We're shown pictures and we're shown videos and stuff like that. Space shuttle launches. But to me, same thing happened. Like I mentioned earlier, I kept looking at this stuff. In fact, I went on YouTube and I looked up every single piece of space footage I could find. I even looked at the Russian stuff, the Chinese stuff, the Japanese stuff, and every yeah. single one looked fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing. And then the, you, you're hoping that like the Chinese or the Russian ones are going to be better. And they're even shittier than NASA's. And it's oh, like... yeah. China's like, it looked like toys. Like It, it was pathetic. It looked like an 80s kids show or something. Ooh. Landing on the dark side of the moon, that one, it was kind of recent, got me. I was like, oh, I wonder why they're landing there. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, they, uh, <laughs> the thing is, somebody, there are a lot of people on like YouTube comments and stuff that will um, be like, well, why wouldn't Russia just expose the United States if um, they were covering up space, you know, like back in the space race? And it's like, because they're doing the same fucking lie. They're the ones who said they sent the first man into space. Like, like they're all in on it. <laughs> It's like the, the the people get really caught up in like the fake uh, drama, I think, and that really stalls like like the QAnon stuff. I I think that that like is like a a gatekeeping thing, you know, like thoughts like that where it's like us against them in this. 
when it's any sense like like a nation us against them in terms of like nations rather than us against them as like all like life forms that like care for god versus the other forces and you know i believe that there has been some uh russian uh media and stuff like that that has said that our space program is fake so uh there there is some talk like that yeah the, uh, uh russia today rt i don't know exactly what it's called i've seen a couple of videos where um they have exposed a lot of crap that our government has done. And then it will expose a lot of the stuff that they've done as well in terms of like, I guess like poisoning people and the conspiracies of that nature. And like they're oligarchs, but it's like at this point I'm kind of, this is like very negative, but it's like, it's almost like all of the bad stuff that everybody's saying about each other is true. And then a lot of the good stuff is like exaggerated or very watered down. What do you think about the idea that we might be in end times or revelations? Well, I think that that is 100% possible, but um, it's like it, there's a couple of reasons why it's too early to tell. And I think that it's very likely that we are personally, is my opinion. But I've also heard ideas where it's like they're just trying to bring that out and like force that card. Or, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like almost like they're scripting an apocalypse is like a bad thing when it could be a good thing. So I have no idea what it's bringing, but it, there's a hundred percent something going on where it's like time is running out for them in their eyes. It seems because this all is just picking up so fast. Like what I was saying, it's like everybody who's noticing this stuff, it's been like not all of them, but the vast majority has been like the past two years. I think that people have really, really, or maybe since 2012, but very recent, you know, like this isn't – I've heard people call it like the age of Aquarius where um, it's like a great awakening almost, like, like the QAnon stuff. But really like people are just seeing past the lies and the veil. And so I do believe personally that we're pretty close to the end times. And I don't know if it's going to be like me or like kids who are years younger than me that are going to experience it. But – it just really seems like there's not that much time left because so many people are starting to notice things and all the spraying is getting insane. And then you see the AI and 5G and it's like it really is looking like those prophecies are being fulfilled. Yeah, the, the whole spraying thing, that's another important part of this, in my opinion. Um, we know those chemtrail planes might either be not really there or might be shaped different than they appear to us. But there's definitely yeah. chemicals falling out of the sky, and I have to exactly. wonder, is that part of dumbing us down and keeping us from seeing beyond the veil? Maybe whatever they're doing, it's calcifying our pineal, pineal glands, or it's it's somehow it's pulling the wool over our eyes, or they might even be yeah. nanobots that they're dropping on us that are, um, you know, they're going to use to connect us to this transhumanist machine. Now, I think that the this sounds very negative again, but I think that it probably does all of those things and more along with like the cloud seeding and like weather manipulation because there are days where it's like very clear and then they'll just go crazy with the lines in the sky and for the next like two or three days it'll just be raining and overcast like a like as far as the eye can see just white and um I've also heard the nanobot thing and um useful information if anybody wants to or if anybody has heard of this is i've heard that apple cider vinegar and um borax like a very small like teaspoon etf um 
No More Lies, that account posted a video about this. And apparently that um, chemical disrupts the nanobots. A whistleblower said that. I don't know how true it is, but I know people that have been doing it for weeks and have said that everything's fine and that they haven't had any negative effects and feel fine from it. But it, it has to be like... I know that they like to block out the sun, too, because they're always doing crap around that. But I think the nanobots have to be a part of it. I think that that's a big connection to 5G and everything. But it's a, it's once again, you know, this is this is stuff where there's not exactly a lot of um, clear-cut evidence. There's a lot of disinformation and a lot of fear-mongering. But I do think that there's some uh, validity to that for sure. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, I did. Thoughts? Um, on the halftime? Uh, halftime or, or the game itself. Uh, Mahoney, what do you think of him? Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of football, so just to get the, the boring usual stuff, I, uh, I definitely liked the Chiefs and I thought that he looked, there, uh, Mahomes looked kind of like shit for the first three quarters, but, then he put it on, but it, it's um, it felt really weird for a Super Bowl to me. I don't know why. Uh, my girlfriend and I were saying that that it was very strange, um, like feeling for a Super Bowl. It was all right game, but the um, <laughs> the halftime show was just that blew me away. The amount of symbolism that they threw into that because it's bad every year, but I feel like just like each year they somehow outdo themselves in like the blatant bullshit that they just subject everyone to. Because they had like kids in cages by a cross that also was um, the male sign or the some bullshit, and then um, what's her face Shakira with like the mocking tongue thing where she's like uh, goes up to the camera and does that. Which there's a Bible verse about that about like sticking out their tongue to God, and it's just like very like obviously like satanic like sadistic BDSM shit. It was just I thought that was. Um, them mocking us in some ways but i feel like they do that all the time so it's kind of hard to say that that one was like way worse than any of the other crap that's on tv most of the days but that certainly got a big reaction from people yeah um i'd have to agree like i don't know exactly where something like that would fit i hear talk like people say oh that's the horror of babylon or something like that and um, yeah i've heard that yeah there might be something to that i'm not really sure but whenever you see people doing things that are symbolic but you're not really sure what it's symbolic of to me that that just reeks of like illuminati and the elite and you know that that same world of secret societies and the occult like madame blavatsky and all that stuff yeah and it's like the (laughs) the um the subconscious effects of all of the um symbolism is what really um intrigues and bothers me because i think that they have obviously they have far greater understanding of our history and a lot of like the metaphysical laws because they've been suppressed from us like you know how hard it is to find truth on any of these subjects so it's like but these guys definitely know like close to the truth at least in terms of like how to like affect the physical world so it's like I think it's Edward Bernays was like Freud's nephew and he came up with a lot of ways to um, mess with people subliminally. 
and you can see it to this day. They, they don't really try and hide it that much anymore. But like, if you look at it, like Adult Swim, some of the uh, ads and like crap that they'll show on in their uh, commercials are like loaded with occult symbolism and like flashing uh, like subliminal messages related to that. And it's just like you gotta wonder is that like because you have people that say that like they have like horrible like night terrors and they're like drained of their energies and dreams. Like I've had friends tell me this and. Um, that aren't really like super aware of what we're talking about previous to this either. Like, but they'll just ex- have these strange experiences. And I wonder if like, that's what the TV like implants in you or something. That sounds really crazy. And once again, it's like very, um, uh, it's, it's a lot of like theorizing I'll say, but it just, it's, it, that's what it, uh, that's what the evidence seems like to me is that this stuff affects people on a level that like we don't really notice. That's why it's kind of bothersome. We are approaching the end of the interview, but Connor, I wanted to go ahead and open things up for you one more time. Like I always like to do and just let you go ahead and jump on the soapbox one more time or, or grab the pulpit and just say whatever you would like to say to my audience out there and clothe- closing and feel free to, uh, feel free to follow that up with anything at all you'd like to plug if you have anything even if it's just social media or emails anything like that but uh go ahead and yeah. do that uh do you mind if i plug other people as well yeah no that's totally cool got you um i would say that um at the end of the day we're all kind of piecing together um fragments of truth because nobody knows the absolute truth if we did then they would be like the Christ himself and he'd already come back or some form of that. But, um, I would say that something to be aware of is I definitely look at the skies when there are clear days or even not just try and keep an eye out on that. And because the more that you notice it, I think that people will start seeing things that I don't match up with what we're being told. And also I think that, um, there's a lot there's a lot of really, really um, important information esoterically when you're studying kind of like spiritual texts like the Bible. And I think that that is something that people should try and um, not not necessarily like force into their research, but just compare their research to that and see how it adds up, because that really jump started me. And um, I, let me look this up real fast on my phone, but some great uh, resources if like people wanted to get into this more and learn more is um, Life is a Mirage, first one, or YouTube channel and Twitter by the same name. And then a guy who I can't pronounce this, but his name is Fake Plane backwards on YouTube. Another really good account to follow and um, connected to just the topics that we were talking about with uh, Tartaria and like the ancient civilizations that may have been suppressed. Ibon Basque 1, uh, I-B-O-N-B-A-S-Q-U-E 1 on Twitter. Tremendous account to follow that I feel like should have a lot more followers because this guy has spent so many years of research um, accumulating stuff that I don't think that many people have um, been aware of. And I think that any of those three uh, accounts will really steer you in the right direction. And I would go as far as to say all three of those people are probably more well-versed in um, many of these topics than I am. So if anybody wants to continue their research beyond this, those are three really good resources. I think that's uh, that's probably about it. (laughs) 
All right. Awesome. Well, Connor, I, I do appreciate your research and I, and I hope you continue with it. And I hope that we can sit back down again at some point in the future and, and, and see what your latest is. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Got to say, I love it. And this show with Gregory's interviews, that's another thing that I probably should plug because those are some of the best I've ever seen. So got to thank you for the opportunity and hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah. Thank you very much for saying that. And I'll, I'll pass that uh, a great compliment on to Greg as well. Uh, thanks a lot, Connor. Uh, uh, I really think that you are figuring out some major truth here, and I highly encourage others to not only listen to you, but uh, check out those links you mentioned. And uh, until next time, uh, I definitely want to do this again. So thank you, thank you, and thank you, and you have a great night, my friend. Welcome anytime. Thank you again. You too. I'll catch up with you later. All right. Bye. And that was... Connor Murphy. Very cool. Uh, let's get that back up there. All right. That was a great interview. Had a great time talking to him. And I'm going to go ahead and put some music on, take a little break. I got to take a little wee outside. So I'll be right back.
up version a little bit. You can slow it down, speed it up. That version. Well,
And welcome back to the last days. Welcome back to End of Days Radio. Just my mic a little bit so I don't have to lean so much. That's the thing about mics. You have to actually talk into them, which is kind of a drag sometimes. Oh, there I am. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. What's going on, you guys? I love you guys. I can't say it enough. I love you guys because you make my life so much fun when you tell me how awesome this show is and how you enjoyed such and such guest or such and such bit or such and such song that was played on the show. I absolutely love that stuff. I'm not going to go on and on and on tonight simply because I've had a little bit of a busy day, so I'm a little bit tired. And that means that I probably won't be doing a five-hour show tonight. So I'm going to get right into it. I don't got a lot to talk about. I promise to uh, talk a bit more on the next show. But, oh, man. So I'll just kind of run through this stuff. I don't know how many of you guys watch the show The Bachelor. You know, the Bachelor picks from 28 women and uh, tries to find somebody that's not too psycho to marry and they never get married. Well, whether you watch it or not, most of my audience probably does not watch that show. (laughs) But uh, one of the contestants is in a little bit of hot drama. There's this girl named Victoria, Victoria Fuller, and I guess she's a model. She was doing really good on this reality show, The Bachelor, that I don't watch. And she was... How do I put this? She won a contest to have this deal with Cosmopolitan magazine for modeling and she lost it because she modeled in the past for this company called a W L M and it stands for (laughs) it's it's, it stands for we love Marlins, but by putting those letters together W L M it also looks like white lives matter. So a lot of people are saying that company's racist and she's racist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She lost the deal with Cosmopolitan. Um, it's a bunch of drama right now. People are saying she's racist. Everybody hates her. And ugh, I got to kind of agree a little bit because regardless of who you are, you know, first of all, this girl looks dark skinned. She looks like she's Persian. I don't know. But. To actually wear those letters, WLM, you know, I, I, whether you are into Black Lives Matter or whatever, you know, I, I've even heard some people say all lives matter, which I don't think is as bad, but to say white lives matter or to put those letters together, WLM, and actually turn it into a clothing line, I got to ask, who are you trying to appeal to? And who's really going to walk around wearing something like that? To me, that'd be like walking around wearing a Confederate flag. So I don't really feel sorry for this girl. But at the same time, I got to wonder, like, if she was a model and she was just modeling for this company, maybe she just needed a few hundred bucks or whatever, and she just did it. So I think we should take that into account. But um, I am for Black Lives Matter because I've seen police brutality. I've witnessed it at first hand. And I've dealt with asshole cops and I've dealt with cops that power trip and I've dealt with cops that were just jerks, you know? I'm not against the police. I'm not an F the police type of person. I would never be somebody like that. But I've seen it. Cops can be fucking brutal. And I've looked over a lot of these situations where the guy's reaching for his 
permit or he's re- reaching for his wallet or he's reaching for a flashlight or something and he gets shot. And it doesn't just happen to black people. It happens to a lot of people. I do think there's something really wrong with that. I don't think that we should necessarily blame the police. Part of it has to be blaming the training and blaming society and the way that... Like, for example, a lot of people are into rap music, right? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with listening to rap. But let's say I'm really into rap music and I start wearing a big gold chain and... I used to kind of dress like this and I, I start, you know, backwards cap and I wear a jersey and stuff like that. If I'm dressed like that and people think that I'm up to no good, you know, that's on me a little bit because I'm 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 dressing like I want to be perceived. I'm dressing like somebody that's a badass, somebody that might be a gang member. Because you got to think a lot of this stuff comes from gang culture. And I'm trying to be careful here. I know it's a sensitive topic. Everybody should wear what they want. And you should never profile people because of their race. But uh, certain things come from gang culture. Like really baggy clothes, that's from gang culture. Uh, You know, wearing uh, the color red or blue exclusively or in certain spots of your body, that's from gang culture. Uh, Carrying guns, that's from gang culture. (laughs) You know, stuff like that. Tattoos. Gang culture, uh, switchblades, gang culture. A lot of a lot of this stuff is gang culture. And when people who are in gangs, they want to be seen out there. They want you to know that they're affiliated. They want you to know that they're tough. It's like saying, don't mess with me, right? Because the truth is, you cannot survive in some areas without joining up with some sort of gang. I mean, you could hide in your room and read books and play video games and do stuff like that. But the reality is, if you want to have any sort of life, you got to have some people watching your back or you have to be able to fit in. Right. So a lot of times people get into these situations with gangs that, you know, if they grew up in Milwaukee, they probably wouldn't, wouldn't experience. And it's not just black people or Hispanics. There's gangs for every race, every style of life. There's, uh, you know, you have the uh, triads with the Chinese, you have the Russian mafia, and there's movies made about this stuff. Like some of my favorite movies are movies about the triads, the Chinese gangsters, and you know they're, they're dealing drugs and they start busting out kung fu out of nowhere. You know, some some of those movies are fucking awesome. But every race has its gang culture. The Irish do, obviously the Italians do. Um, you know you have the Aryan Brotherhood and people like that, and, and the Bloods and the Crips, and uh, it, it just goes on and on. But the gang culture, it's interesting to me because no matter where you go and what point in history, it's always kind of there. Like that movie Gangs of New York. That's one of my favorite movies. Not just because it's Martin Scorsese, but because it does show a little bit. I know it's very fantastical and fantasy, but it is based on a true story. That Bill the Butcher, that was an actual guy. In real life, he wasn't quite as tough. Like if you go on Wikipedia and read about Bill the Butcher, like one of the main stories is him getting his ass kicked. <laughs> he he challenges somebody to a fight or somebody challenges him to a fight and because he's affiliated with these gangs, he can't bake he can't back down. You know, that's another part of it. Once you go down this road, if somebody challenges you, part of being a gang member is you cannot refuse their challenge. You actually have to you have to be able to back up what you're going around, you know, saying that you are. So Bill the Butcher, he fights this guy and he must have been a bigger or a better fighter than him. He just beats him up. 
But if you watch Gang of Gangs of New York, you know, Bill the Butcher, oh, he's unstoppable. He's a badass. Fantasy and reality don't always coincide. Uh oh my god. Goodfellas. Probably one of my top three movies. You know, it's all about gangs. We got the Sopranos, great show. Uh the Godfather movies. A, a lot of people consider those to be some of the best movies of all time. Americans have a real strong interest in gangs. I think it has something to do, not just Americans, anybody. It, it's it has something to do with like you're growing up, right? And you can never do these things that these people are doing. And these people are living life in a completely different way. They're living life, balls to the wall, no Fs given. Like, okay, let's say somebody pissed me off, right? And I I just hated them. I'm so mad at them, right? And there's not a whole lot I can do about it. Like, let's say they called my wife a vicious name or... Something like that. I mean, there's not much I could do about it. I could go and yell at them, or but if I if I go over, then I punch them in the face. I'm gonna have to go to jail, right? I'm gonna have to pay fines. There's consequences. Well, somebody that's in a gang, they don't fucking care. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? If, if you piss off somebody that's part of the mafia or in a gang or something, they're gonna come to your fucking house that night. They're not even going to be smart about it and wait a long time. They're going to come to your house that night and they're going to shoot up your house or beat you over the head with a trash can or something like that, right? Most people want that. Most people want to be that fucking bad where if somebody messes with them, they can do something about it. Am I right? Fuck yeah, I'm right. Most people wish they had more fucking balls, right? Because we spend most of our lives shrunken into a little corner, not being able to do shit, completely powerless, right? And that's why people, that's another reason why people fucking join gangs because they want that type of power. They want that type of power of you have a problem with me. Well, go kick my ass. It doesn't matter because I know enough people. I know the right people where if I want to, you are in trouble, buddy. And it doesn't matter what you do to me. That's, that's that type of empowering feeling that these guys get and that is why they join gangs and that's why they continue to stay in gangs it's about power it's about being able to be that person that you can't be that you wish you were unfortunately trying to be that person oftentimes oftentimes it ends you up in prison or in you know dead or worse so think twice but at the same time i'm saying i sort of get it anyways whatever I'm interested in gangs. I'm I'm not a gang member. I was never in a gang, obviously. I'm not that hard or tough or anything like that. But like most people, I think movies about mafia and movies about gangs are super interesting. And if you go on, you know, if you go on YouTube and you watch some of that gangland stuff and stuff like that, I, I could just watch that stuff for hours and hours. It's disturbing, but boy, is it interesting. Let's move on. Another thing, before I move on too much, the prison stuff, like prison stories, like that stuff can really be entertaining too. Who wants to do that? Who wants to go to prison? God, prison sounds like the worst, but you know, there's been so many people that have gone through that and they come out sort of okay, right? If you don't end up worse than when you started, there's a... 
There's one guy on YouTube I really like. Uh, I probably shouldn't look him up since I'm talking about him, but he has the best prison stories. And he's all about positive, 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 positive. And I'm going to figure out what this guy's name is, and hopefully I'll remember it by next show and remember to talk about it. But he said something really interesting. He said that you know, people that think that they're tough, they don't really get it. The people that are really tough have everything taken away from them. And that that's why prison makes you tough. It's not because you know you're always fighting or anything like that. It's because they always take take stuff away from you. Like you got to sleep on this crappy hard bed. You don't have the freedoms. You can't do this. You can't do that. And that's what really toughens you up. So if you want to be stronger, take stuff away from yourself. And that just struck a chord with me. That makes so much sense. The more stuff we have taken away from us, the stronger that we get because well because it sucks. <laughs> And I think that's something that you could really think about in your personal life. Like, what do I have that is kind of a privilege? Okay, I've got a BMW. I've got a house. I've got an okay job. I've got both my legs. I've got both my arms. I can breathe okay. I've got both my eyes. You know, take away an arm. Take away the BMW. Take away the house. Where are you at now? Can you deal with that? Can you come back from that? If you lose what is most precious to you, are you going to be able to fucking come back from that? Or are you going to fucking give up like most people? What's the answer? Are you going to fucking give up? Or are you going to be okay? It's up to you, buddy. Okay, enough of this. I got to move on. Got to move on. Okay, so talked about White Lives Matter shirt. Talked about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Okay, so this is, this is quite something. So, as many of you know, I am totally for... The Second Amendment. I'm totally for guns. I hate gun control. I'm not a huge gun nut. I don't have like hundreds and hundreds of guns, but you know, I like guns. I think they keep us safe from thuggery and assault and things of that nature, as well as mass shootings. I do think that I do think that, you know, some things are a little crazy. Like, I'm not sure I should be able to own a missile launcher. The line probably should be drawn somewhere, but, uh, you know, automatic weapons. I'm not sure if you need fully auto, but everything up till that I think is totally fine. And the fact that they would try to take away what little that we are allowed to have is just insane to me. But anyways, one of the newest things that just completely discombobulates and renders the whole gun control thing totally obsolete is 3D printed guns. With a 3D printed gun, I know there's some limitations now, like you can't make quite all the parts yet, and you can't make the bullets yet, but really, how do they ever expect to make guns illegal when you can make a gun in a 3D printer? You know, you print out the parts, you put it together, and you're good. You know, just like you might order the parts for an AR-15 and get all the parts from different places and put it together and have an AR-15, you can now do that with 3D printing, and I, I know some people feel that it's wrong to talk about this stuff because if you tell people that you can make a gun with a 3D printer, it could get into the wrong hands, et cetera, et cetera. But I really think that if a bad person wants a gun, it's fairly easy enough to get. And you don't really need a gun to do bad things because you could use a knife or more likely you'll use explosives or you could just run people over with your car. Now, there's a lot of ways you could hurt a lot of people if you really set your mind to it. Uh, there's something called a pipe bomb, which basically will shoot crap in every direction and can kill a lot of people. So I personally don't think there's anything wrong with sharing information about 3D printed guns and stuff like that. 
I think it has a tremendous potential because of what I'm saying, because you can't stop the technology. So no matter how hard they try, if we stop trying to fight them and make a big stink about that and just focus on 3D printed guns and three you know, 3D printers and stuff like that, well, that's going to be very annoying to the people that are trying to get rid of all guns, right? I think so. I mean, I'm not going to like start produ- mass producing 3D weapons. I-, I don't think I'll ever get into that. But I mean, as far as sharing the blueprints and the knowledge and showing what's capable, I think there's really something there. Um, I- I've seen some crazy stuff. Like, there's a lot of people on Twitter. Like, there's a lot of 3D printed guns account, and you had one guy that was like dual wielding them. And you had uh, you have an AR-15 now, and they're actually figuring out how to make those parts that they couldn't make, and make those parts that are uh, make bullets and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously everything should have its limits. I, I would hate to see any of this stuff get into the hands of children or criminals or people that shouldn't have guns. Obviously, but uh, the idea that the government would act like a parent and tell us what we can and can't have that always bothered me. I always hate when you're getting treated like a kid because you know if you're getting treated like a kid you're getting screwed over somehow right you know they're trying to control you if they're treating you like a kid they're not respecting you and that's what our government does to us they treat us like children they don't respect us as adults and that's really how and why we know that there's something wrong that's why something doesn't seat well with us because they're telling us they know what we need better than what we need better than us all right, so talked about that, talked about that. I think we should do the mind-blowing moment of the day. What do you think? Hmm? Okay, well. Mind-blowing. 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 Yeah, man, you're blowing my goddamn mind. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, drop some acid, dude. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Yeah, man. Hit that bong. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Meditate and go into a trance for a thousand years, dude. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Fucking float in the air like a fucking monk, dude. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Yeah, I'm a fucking reptilian. Mind-blowing. Okay, enough of that. So... The mind-blowing moment of the day, I would say, would have to be when Connor was talking about <laughs> the veil lifting and his friends starting to like get followed by this stuff. And that's scary. I mean, imagine if like one of you guys came out to hang out with me, and then you went home, and all of a sudden you got demons walking around your house or something. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That wouldn't happen, but... Oh my god, can you imagine that? You you witness something like that or somebody shows you, next thing you know, you're always looking over your shoulder and you see like, you see some kind of airplane coming at you and then all these lights start appearing on it and it starts smiling. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? That airplane's fucking smiling at me. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Um... <laughs> I really think it's like Transformers. I do. I think it's like Transformers. There's something about those Transformers movies with the AllSpark and the Cybertron and Unicron, the Decepticons. Like if you look at Starscream, Starscream and the rest of the Decepticons, they're like fallen angels. They're airplanes and jets. And even the way they like transform in those newer movies, doesn't that look like nanobots or something like that? 
I really think there's something there. Ninja Turtles too. I got that whole techno technodome thing from Ninja Turtles. I was huge into Ninja Turtles as a kid. Oh my god, Turtle Power, super into pizza, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, Donatello. Oh my god, Leonardo. Did I say Donatello twice? How disrespectful to Leonardo. But uh, the truth is coming through this stuff. And the truth even comes through those old cartoons that you watched as a kid back in the 80s. There was truth in there. You remember Wildcats? Well, there probably are beings out there that look like that somewhere. There's probably beings that look like the Ninja Turtles or look like Splinter. And speaking of which, how much did uh, the Ninja Turtles do for the martial arts world? Like, Ninja Turtles were as big as Bruce Lee or the Karate Kid, right? Or Chuck Norris. It's one of those things that pushed the culture of martial arts into the mainstream, right? So huge fan of that stuff. But uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about. That's not what I wanted to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was... Wait for it. Wait for it. The XFL! Yeah, I'm actually talking about the fucking XFL on End of Days Radio. And I never thought I would, because when I started the, when I started End of Days Radio, I almost said I started the XFL. I'm not that stupid. Uh, when I started End of Days Radio, the XFL was a long-dead memory. It was a complete failure. It was a joke, right? And now the XFL is coming back, and I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Don't tell anybody. I kind of like it. Not because I like pro wrestling or Vince McMahon. No, no, no. I don't even like Vince McMahon. <laughs> I mean, I think he's a good businessman and he's good in some ways, but I won't get into that. Um, I'm excited for it because I like watching football. I've been watching the Seahawks, you know, since they were good. I'm not going to say I'm like the best fan ever. I started getting really into them when they started getting really good, became champs, Super Bowl champs. And I've been watching pretty much ever since. I watched this the Hawks uh, as a kid here and there, but they were always just awful. So they were kind of a joke. And if you talked about the Seahawks at school, uh, you know, you were the, the other kids would make fun of you. That's how bad it was. And you know, now everybody loves the Seahawks, even people that live in other states and other areas. So they're loved and they're hated. But uh, I'm excited for the XFL because it just means more football. So instead of the Super Bowl coming around and everything being over, a couple more Sundays and we're back in action. And we're getting a team here in Seattle. They're going to be the uh, Seattle Dragons. And an ex-Seahawk is going to be the coach. So I'm going to check that out. And I think everybody should give the XFL a chance. Whether they fell, whether it's awesome, I think that we should give them a fair chance because more football is always a good thing. We got to have something to do during the off season. I'm just not into some of these other sports. I don't watch NASCAR. I don't watch golf. I don't watch baseball. I would watch baseball if the Mariners were maybe not quite so bad. We don't have a basketball team. You know, I complain about that all the time. We don't have a basketball team. This was taken away from us, taken away from us by a very bad man who did not love our city and did not love us and did not care about us. And he took away our team. And we're still so very upset. And we keep trying. We keep trying. We want a new team. We want to bring the Sonics back. No one will listen to us. We just sit here. And every time we look at a basketball, we cry. We can't even play. We can't even play horse anymore here in this area because it reminds us of the Sonics. And we cry and we cry and we cry. So I can't watch basketball. I don't watch women's sports. Um, you know, nothing against them. But um, 
Yeah, the closest thing to a women's sports, I guess I, I watched some uh, women's MMA fights. I like that stuff, you know, Ronda Rousey and all that. And I might, I might watch some WNBA just because we have no basketball. I heard the Seattle Storm are pretty good. But, you know, that's pretty much it. We are getting a hockey team, which is cool. I'll check that out because I like sports. I think that all sports are amazing, aren't they? Uh, sorry, somebody just popped in the chat and said something weird. I was like, what? <laughs> I got to watch for that. I could really screw up the show if I'm paying too much attention to that stuff. But uh, I like sports. I think every sport, you know, the, like the one thing that frustrates me is, I like this. I don't like that. I like American football. I hate soccer. I hate baseball. I like basketball, but I hate women's golf. I like women's golf, but I hate equestrian riding. I like equestrian riding, but I hate esports. I like esports, but I hate basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, people are so fucking cheesy with sports. I think all sports are good, whether it's MMA, women's golf, lacrosse, all these weird sports, like the one where you sweep the ice and you try to get the puck to go further or whatever. That's all that stuff's awesome. Every sport has something cool about it. Otherwise, why would people play it? Why would people watch them? Right? So they all have something good about them. I don't go for this stuff where, um, you know, you say this or that's boring or it sucks or, you know, a big one is football versus soccer. And maybe because they both kind of share the same name, like football or football. And I get that. But, you know, why do we have to fight? Obviously, it's two very different types of people playing these sports. Two completely different types of builds that tend to gravitate towards different sports. Like if you're real tall and huge, you might play basketball. If you're really muscular and just huger, but wide, you probably go play football. Or if you're really fast, you play football. Or if you're kind of lazy, but love to swing a bat, you'd probably be great at baseball. There's something for everybody. So why hate, right? No golf. Golf is not like the coolest sport in my mind, but... If I go out there and I start swinging a club around, yeah, you know, look at that. I got I got some fucking golf clubs. I got some fucking golf clubs. So are we gonna try to say that I'm not a sportsman when I've got golf clubs? What other shit do I have around here? You know, not a whole lot, not a whole lot. But um, <sighs> fuck. I I should just put a big fat poster of Russell Wilson right fucking there. You know, like right there. And just just show what a Seahawks fanatic I am, right? Probably not, because that has nothing to do with end of days radio. <laughs> I should stick to what I've got. The fucking alien that you can barely see and the little little chickadee creature right here. And just a bunch of odds and ends. Oh, I lost I my anonymous mask fell off back there. I'll have to fix that. But I know I need to spice this place up. I'm gonna get like an actual studio soon. I'm going to get some cool shit behind me so you don't have to stare at my junk. I'm going to get like a, a beach, right? I'll have a beach right here. or Yeah, right here. I'll have a beach. And then I'll have like, I'll have Laura Croft right here in a bikini for you guys to look at. So while I'm doing the show, Laura Croft is going to be like dancing around in her bikini for all of you guys to see. And it's going to be splendid. I mean the actual Laura Croft, not... Any of the actresses that have played her, it's going to be the Laura Croft. You guys remember that when Tomb Raider came out? We were all excited and hot and bothered by a pixelated, blocky video game. 
and we play Tomb Raider and be like, oh shit, if if you hit this left left directional button slightly, you can get her in a position where she looks fucking great, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. That was a badass game. That was one of the first 3D games. That's another reason why it was so amazing. But, man, that Laura Croft. Whew, she got me hot and bothered back when I was a young man. When I was a young man, I was all about that Tomb Raiding. And then there's that part in the game, like so many people aren't going to know what the hell I'm talking about, but some people are, where all of a sudden a T-Rex comes out of nowhere and starts coming at you. And this was like pre-internet, or the internet was very new, so we didn't know all this stuff was going to happen. When you saw it, you're like, oh shit, oh shit. And it looked like crap, because it was a PlayStation 1. It looked super blocky and pixelated, but back then we were like, oh my god, graphical overload. This is supremely sublime. Whoa, shit. Right? Do you guys ever play retro games to get a bite or a blast of the past? Do you ever play like, do you ever play Sonic the Hedgehog or Mario Brothers 3 or some of those crazy ass games from back then? I was playing, uh, you know, on emulators. You know, you get those emulators, play, play those old games. I was playing some of those sports games and football games, and I swear they're like better than some of the new ones made now, which is pretty pathetic. But, uh, oh man, I- I'd say one passion of mine lately are these games called Metroidvania games, right? So I, I know I'm going off on a tangent. I don't give a fuck. And why? Because it's my fucking show, maybe. But anyways, uh, I- I- I'm into these Metroidvania games. And the term Metroidvania is from Castlevania. And also Metroid. There was a game called Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And this was like the quintessential and first Metroidvania game. It started the whole Metroidvania thing. Because it was Castlevania, but it was like Metroid. So they called it Metroidvania. And basically these games are like 2D side-scrolling RPGs. So they're like Mario Brothers or Castlevania. But they have RPG elements. So you level up as you kill guys. You look for items and you get different items that you can carry around and use to attack enemies with. You get spells and stuff like that. And holy shit are these games addicting. Fuck. Like, uh, you know, there's the original Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And then the dude that made that game had a Kickstarter campaign because everybody wanted it. And he came out with this game called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. And that game was fucking badass. And then I found out about this other game called Dead Cells. And if you want to play a game that will consume your whole life and actually kind of come off like an old school 8-bit or 16-bit game yet be super addicting, get this fucking game. You could probably get it for 20 bucks. It's called Dead Cells. It just keeps going and going and going. Whoa, shit! Hello. Hey, Daniel. How are you doing? Hey there, how's it going? All right, hey, uh, I only got a minute. What I called about was uh, demons. They're just aliens. Demons are aliens? Yeah, think about it. Back in the day when the church was all getting started, if you had contact with an alien, they would demonize them. So you couldn't have contact with them, so so they couldn't tell you the truth about things. 
that make sense? Yeah, I you know, I've heard that before, and I really think that there is truth to what you're saying, but also it's not quite that simple because you have other dimensional beings, right? So maybe yeah, it's, it's more like. So okay, so if you have interdimensional beings, they're kind of in between. They're not really aliens. They're not really demons, but they they kind of lean closer to demon, right? No, it just say that back in the day, if interdimensional beings or aliens contacted you, and you told the church about it, they would call them demons to keep you from having more contact with them, and they could keep carrying your thumb. Yeah, um, my answer to that, Al, would be to, we got to keep going back into ancient times with the Anunnaki and the Nephilim, and that's where the demons and the aliens are going to come together and sort of be the same thing. Yeah, it was like that dude was saying, yeah, they both the name of Jesus. Uh, I thought it says they were just being respectful, not being scared. It's possible. I mean, I don't know all the rules out there, and that's something that I thought was a possibility for many years after I had some UFO experiences. Um, you know, I don't really know. I don't think that it could possibly be as strict as the biblical idea that many Christians have of the universe. I don't think it's just aliens, or I, I'm sorry, I don't think it's just the devil versus God and angels versus demons. I, I think that there's a whole, uh, uh, you know, you could use the label alien, you could use the label demon, but whatever these higher dimensional creatures are, there, there's got to be a an entire world of different types, right? There's got to be all kinds of different kinds. Right. Just like on Star Trek. Kind of, but Star Trek all, is such bullshit. All kinds though. of all kinds of different... Right, well, according to my Urantia book, there's all kinds of human civilizations all spread out throughout all over the galaxy and the universe. And yeah, this yeah. one, because it... Because and this one got quarantined along with several other uh, solar systems that sided with Lucifer, Satan, not Lucifer. See, Lucifer didn't cause the rebellion. Satan did. Lucifer was Satan's boss and just kind of sat back and let it happen. Kind of a loop about the whole thing. Didn't give a shit. And that's why he got in trouble. Yeah, I've heard... But, uh, here's the... I got a picture of Anki on my Facebook page. You want me to send it to you? Um, no, no, I, I'm I'm very familiar with ancient astronauts. I'm familiar with the Rancha book. You know, I've read all that stuff, and I've you know I'm familiar with it already. Um, I I haven't read everything. I mean, of course not. There's a whole world of things that I I've never even looked at yet. I I need to start reading again. But uh, my point is that I kind of just take little bits from everything, and I don't necessarily believe this or that. I mean, I can say for sure there's a god, and I can say for sure that there are these interdimensional creatures kind of fooling us, but, you know, when, once we get too specific, I sort of back off, and I'm like, you know what, I don't really know. I mean, aliens, demons, um, like I said, everything's probably some sort of uh, higher dimensional type of being and there's probably different levels like we were saying earlier there's like a fourth dimension and a fifth dimension and a sixth dimension and maybe a seventh dimension that's heaven or you know you know what i mean like there's different levels and layers there uh, there's actually seven levels above earth and seven levels below what you would call hell or the seven levels below and what you would call heaven or the seven levels above yeah that's kind of what i'm getting at like that enochian sort of thing right yeah 
I think that's the truth. That's to to me that resonates as true with me. That by by saying this, we're getting way closer than saying like. I know, I know reality is not like Star Trek, but I know it's not necessarily like what most Christians think about the Bible either, if that kind of makes sense. Like, neither of those things are real, fully. Yeah, well, I, was like, I, think, I think the Bible's a ball of shit full of little diamonds. That makes sense? That makes perfect sense, because it, you know, it's been edited. And it's diamonds, been... The, diamonds, the diamonds are the truth, and the ball of shit's all the minutiae wrapped around it to keep people in line. Yeah, that's perfect to me. I mean... Uh, the, the idea that everything's the devil, that's not true. I mean, there's things from other cultures that were destroyed by the Catholics that were a true loss for humankind. I mean, a lot of that uh, that stuff that comes from other cultures contains truth as well, like from Native cultures or from Eastern cultures. We can't discount that stuff because we you know, like Christianity, et cetera, et cetera. There's, there's little diamonds in that stuff too, and, and that's why we can't like that we can't say this is better than that we got to take it all in and then come to some sort of conclusion hopefully right hey, here's a good report i pulled over so i could call you on an off ramp i couldn't call you before because uh salt lake's off ramps are all fucked up if you get off on an off ramp you have to make the left or right hand turn you can't get back on the freeway and then uh the ones down utah county the streets that cross over and under the freeway the roadway crosses over to the opposite side of the road while you're going under or over the freeway, so I couldn't get off and talk to you. Then I finally find a place I could pull off, put my four-ways on, and fucking have a patrol pull up behind me and turn the freaking lights on. I'm sure rolling again to call you. But, hey, I, I got a photograph of Anki, the creator of the human race. You want me to send it to you? Um, what do you mean photograph? How could you have a photograph of him? Somebody managed to get a photograph of him and stick it under the earth. And you believe it's real? It looks real enough to me. But do you believe it's real? Oh, yeah, I recognize him as soon as I saw it. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, Daniel, end of days radio at gmail.com. I got it on my Facebook page right now, but I had to make my uh, Facebook page private. You know what I mean? All my friends can see my stuff. Yeah, Anki's. You in... don't have a real. Anki? Yeah, Anki, the, the Anunnaki that created the human race out of the monkeys to mine the gold. Yeah, um Anki is a very interesting character. I've I've uh read the book of Anki by Zechariah Sitchin and there are people that say that he's Satan and then other people that say he's he's the absolute friend of humanity and he's showed us all the cool shit that the other gods were trying to keep from us. Yeah, because he, he created us, and then they had some infighting, and freaking another Anunnaki got control, or uh, took the power, or whatever, you know, became the king or emperor, whatever you want to call it. But there's something that happened that Which was... Take aside. Yeah, there, there's something that happened later on, though, where... Um, the the gods of old seemed to kind of back off, and then you had the Hebrews running around with this uh, this Yahweh God, and he was he was them, and their god was starting to go around and like screw with stuff and uh, kill all the other peoples and and take over their cultures, and it seemed it seemed like the Anunnaki kind of took off after that. Well, that's because Nibiru took off. You know, it comes through the solar system every thirty six hundred years. Yeah, that seems to be what what uh is in the uh Zechariah Sitchin books. His 
Boy, is it called the Tenth Planet think, series? It's been so long, but that seems. I've seen to, pictures of it. It's out there, but it's in another dimension. That's why it's not affecting us right now. So you believe in space? You don't believe in a flat Earth or anything like that? Uh, I don't know. Somebody else commented earlier on the chat, "Flat Earth," and I thought, "Yeah, the Earth is a dick riding on the back of a turtle." LOL. That's what the Native Americans say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a disc. I thought you said dick for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> the earth is shaped like a giant no. dick. <laughs> no, it's like a giant disc riding on the back of a turtle. Well, yeah, that's totally oh, possible. I'm still, I'm, I'm still a firm believer in that Matrix computer freaking hologram world like the holodeck on Star Trek. Yeah, it's it's really weird because there have been people that have looked into Planet X that have been killed for doing so. So I wonder, are they finding Nibiru? Are they finding something to do with the flat Earth? Obviously, whatever they are paying attention to is freaking out those in power, and they don't want that information to get to us. So what is it? Is that is that Nibiru? Maybe, maybe you know what I mean? Maybe that's uh, something they're trying to keep hidden. Well, I don't know. There's something wrong with the Matrix. I just got an MVR out on my driving record and it's showing me getting a speeding ticket in Tennessee that I don't remember ever getting and it showed me getting a ticket in 1999 before I even had my CDL what the fuck so the hell? I, didn't, I didn't get my CDL till June of 2000 and I'm looking at my MVR and it's showing that I'm like get my CDL print out it's showing me that I got some sort of ticket back in 99 I'm all what the hell is this crap? I didn't even have my CDL at the time. What? How does that happen? So obviously, the, oh, it was a timeline change. That Mandela effect crap. It's not a computer mistake? No, it's just some sort of Mandela effect garbage. Well, I would, I would double check back, that. You know, <laughs> I would double check that before you dismiss it as... Well, it's not, well, it's not, effect, it's not affecting my... It's not affecting my license right now. I just got a printout of everything, all my moving violations of shit. Oh, I've never gotten them. This shit. Hey, Al. Most, most of the tickets out there, I, I recognize. But like, there's a couple of them. Like, what the fuck? This shit. Al, can I ask you something personal? Yeah, go ahead. Have you ever had anybody piss you off so bad that you wanted to get revenge against them? Have I ever been pissed off at somebody so bad? Have you ever been so pissed, well, could... so pissed off at somebody that you had to get revenge against them? Uh, nope. Ever in your well, whole life? Well, I don't know. My, well, my ex-girlfriend, she's a, she was the local Rosicrucian high priestess. And she was always throwing her fucking magic garbage on me. And I was getting sick of it, so I took her powers away from her. I got a hold of her a few years ago. I haven't been with her like 16, 15 years. I got a hold of her a couple of years ago. So I said, how come my powers don't work no more? What's going on? How come, how come my powers are gone? Uh, I didn't tell her, but yeah, I had to take them away from her because she kept using her fucking magic crap on me, and I got tired of it. Was she hot? So you, you, could, you could call that revenge. No. She was not hot. No, I just hooked up with her because she was a local Rosicrucian high priest and thought I could use that to my advantage. Was she butt ugly? Then, then it, eh, a little bit. A lot of guys thought she was a dude. Nice. 
But hey, most of them look like dudes without the makeup, right? Um, no, but yeah. it sounds like this one did. <laughs> yeah. A good chunk of women, you take the makeup off, they look like dudes. Uh, yeah, I guess. But sounds like... Well, I, I, watch, I watch five PD and I see a bunch of women getting fucked with by the cops. They weren't no makeup. Oh, that's funny. They look like dudes. Did you, uh, did you have sex with her? Of course I did. It wasn't hard, being that she wasn't very attractive? Well, here's a good one for you. One day, I came a bunch of people decided they wanted to have sex with me. Like, so they astral projected and jumped inside of her to have sex while I was having sex with her. Oh, shit. So you were actually having sex with, like, five people? Uh, try a line of hundreds of people. Holy shit. And every and I, I, once I noticed what was going on, I was all fuck that shit. If you're gonna be coming with me, you're bringing your cooch with you too. Every time somebody new jumped in there, that pussy felt different. Did you put a bag over her head or make her face down or anything like that? No, well, I got this thing when I'm having sex with a girl, she's fucking not that attractive. I can fucking alter time to where she was younger and a little bit better looking. Oh, that sounds like a helpful trick. Take her back to where she was, where she was pleased, decent looking enough to be fucking on. Yeah, Al, you're guess, you consider. I'll hook up with her. Go ahead. You consider yourself to be like a sorcerer or a magician, right? Uh, a magus. A, a magi? In druidry, that's a, a mag, no magus. M a g u s in druidry, that's the highest form of magician. Oh, a magus. Yeah. Like the Grand Magus, like on a like from a metal album. I don't know, like M A G U S Magus. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like like a Magus, like yeah, a, wiz- a wizard. Yeah, it's so hard to hear him. Got outside of Salt Lake area. So you're Fly saying out in the countryside here. You're saying you have a technique you can use where I'm like I'm I'm banging a like a a, a milf a cougar like like some chicks that's a little older and I can like do this particular technique and make her look like she was in her prime. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to teach me this one, buddy. That's just something that came natural to me. I don't even know how I did it. I just decided to fucking... If I want to do this, fucking make her look decent. I'm going to take it one step further. I'm going to make them all look like Scarlett Johansson. No, you can't do that. Oh, okay. Well, who knows? Maybe if I maybe if I work on your techniques and and I somehow like I I I channel more energy into it. Maybe I could take. Maybe I could improve your technique a little bit. Possible. I just need to do what I needed to do to make it worth my while. You know what I mean? Do you ever invent magic like on the fly? By what? Do you ever just create magic like come up with your own spells and techniques just on the fly like when you're driving? No, but years ago when I got invited into some Illuminati school of magic, at first I got denied entry because, uh, I don't know why I got denied entry, but I was given a waiver. Well, let's give them a year to see if we can fucking improve. And when I found out, I was all fucked that shit, and I improved in like a week or two. Got it. Got my entry into it, but then they're all, this guy's got morals and ethics. You can't let him in here corrupting everybody and fucking being good, good guys. So they denied me entry. But while I was, but like, 
order to get in there, you have to come up with a new part. You have to develop your own style of magic. You know, like uh, like when you're a fifth degree black belt, you got to come up with your own form of martial arts. Yeah, I didn't just come up. I didn't just come up with one fucking kind of new match. I came up with dozens. Do you still date women that are like sorcerers and witches and all that? I haven't had. I haven't been with a. Per, I haven't been with another person in fifteen, sixteen years now. After that last one, the Rosicrucian High Priest, I'm done. Oh no, that long, huh? Yeah, well, pretty girls like lame music, and I'm not. Life's too short to put up with that and listen to fucking Taylor Swift and fucking any of that fucking so-called. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna use any words for it. That rap and hip hop garbage. I was gonna call it something else, but I'll be nice on here. Yeah, you don't like rap. We talked about that last time. You're not. You don't like really any sort of rap. Right? I like I see. I like I see. I like white guys wearing clown makeup doing rap. That's it exclusively. Don't care for any black people doing it at all. Do it's you, all garbage. Yeah, yeah. You're. But definitely. hey, you know all the black all the. Hey, you know all the black rappers hate ICP and Twisted. You know why? Why? Because ICP and Twisted are the kings of it. Ooh, that's quite the. Statement. I don't. I don't know if people are going to agree with that. Well, hey, all the why? Why else would all the fucking black rappers hate ICP and Twisted? Well, they don't all hate them. Eshawn's fucking black, and King Gordy's black, and but I don't like. I don't like rappers wearing clown makeup that are associated with ICP and Twisted. Yeah, find the rest of garbage. It's. It seems like uh, most most styles hate other styles, like. The Guns N' Roses fans hated Nirvana, and the alternative people hated that old rock, and they hated the old metal stuff, and the rap. No, people... like ICP and Twisted, yeah, ICP and Twisted, they attack everybody who should be attacked. As far as the groups, like gays and whatever, you know, whatever. That's why I like Barb. They made fun of everybody that fucking sucked. How do you feel about Marilyn Manson? Uh, I got I like a few of his songs. I'm not really a big huge fan, but you know I'm not averse to him either. Yeah, he uh, he likes he likes he likes to rescue runaway teenage girls and get them going back home and shit. So you know I got props for that. Yeah, that's cool of him. Like these teenage girls that run away from home, then he comes across them, then he talks them into going back home. Takes care of them for a few days and counts them a little bit, and then gets them to go back home and fucking deal with their shit instead of fucking staying runaway and get, becoming a victim, right? Are you familiar with Billie Eilish or Billie Eilish? No, I don't. I don't care for any of this new music. I think it's all garbage. Yeah, that's probably it's all done on a, It's all made with the people don't play fucking instruments no more. They do it all on the computer. Yeah, you know, I was looking through some of uh, some old songs I made like a year ago, and I was thinking, man, this is better than ninety percent of pop music. This is better than Taylor Swift, and yeah, I suck. There, there, there you go. I've never yeah, heard one Taylor Swift your... song that I think is good. Well, you, I got this joke. Uh, you know, Taylor Swift writes fucking five hundred songs about guys leaving her, but not one song about sucking dick. Maybe she ought to start singing about sucking dick. Maybe these guys quit leaving her. <laughs> Well, then she would be a little bit more like uh, Nicki Minaj if she was doing that. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get? Yeah, about- I'm, I'm very opinion. I'm very, I'm very opinionated. I've got a lot of strong. You know, like, I don't hate black people. I just hate gangsters, thug wannabes, and all the fucking 
rapping hip hop bands and shit, rappers, hip hop. They don't care for them, you know. They all fucking act like you can't be safe in their neighborhood. You know what I mean? So you're so Al. Let me ask you. So you're you're driving for miles and miles and miles. Are you keeping your eye out for like interesting things? Like, what do you do when you're out there on the road? Do you um, do you like park and read? Do you do magic spells? Do you like wh- what are you doing when you're in between when you're actually driving? Well, since I'm done with you, I'm going to be listening to Coast to Coast on a Los Angeles station all the way up here in Utah. Nice. So I, a lot of radio. Funny when I first found when I first found that station, I was up in Butte, Montana. That's a Los Angeles station. Do you listen to podcasts? No. I listen, I got my MP3 player. I listen to my records. Black Sabbath. I got on there. I got Black Sabbath's discography, Motorhead's discography, Iron Maiden's discography, ICP's discography. Uh, got some Sarah Bungle on there. I got some uh, got the Beatles on there. No, mostly when I'm driving down the road, I listen to Conservative early today. I'm talking. I listen to that radio station out of LA and listen to top news talk. Do you ever get stoned? Sorry, what? Do you ever get stoned? I was, but I had to quit. Gotta fucking be taking a piss test here shortly. Do you like music as much when you're not stoned? Uh, I like listening to it, but I don't care to be. Like, uh, I had to quit smoking pot. All I've been doing since I quit smoking pot is sitting on my ass watching TV when I'm at home. I got a new recording program, brand new computer. I got my fucking program all dialed in, shit like that, and I don't feel motivated to do anything unless I'm high. Um. Oh yeah, you know we played some of your songs earlier. I don't even think I said which ones they were, but we played the Genie and Symphony Number no. Three Part Two. Played a little Todd in between as well. What What was the name of your uh, YouTube channel again? Uh, right now, it's just my name, Alan Davern, but I'm getting ready to change that to Martian Medicine. Well, see, the thing is, if I want to change my actual page to Martian Medicine Man, I have to change my Google name. Oh. Well, Al, I appreciate but you. I, 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 pre- I, already, I already looked into that, and I thought, fuck, that's a lot of hassle just to work and change my name. Well, Al, I, pre- uh, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go and get on with things. All right, all right, but yeah, I gotta go anyway. But let me tell you this real quick. On Facebook now, if you're not using your actual name on Facebook, your you know your, your name on your driver's license, uh-huh. I'll tell you to freaking fix it and put your actual name in. Like, like I know this guy named uh, Chris, the Photo Man Kensel, and he's got to take the Photo Man off there. Anybody using they're not using their real name on there is going to get kicked off here soon. Yeah, they've been forcing me to do that for a while, which is ridiculous because that keeps me from even using it. Yeah, well, it. YouTube's, doing, YouTube's, doing, YouTube's doing the same thing. Too many people being anonymous. Uh, if you're not using your real name on your YouTube page, they're going to be making you change that too soon. They better not because how am I going to have a channel? Like, people's channels have names. How could I don't see how that would work. Maybe they're going to no, have... Well, you're, well, you're, well, you have a channel, not a... You know, you're not doing it like a... You got ninja shoes, right? Uh, no, I'm end of days radio on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not going to make you change that because you're a you're a show and stuff like that. I'm talking about people that regular people. Yeah, you know, I don't doubt it. They're really clamping down, and you know, the, the more they start doing that, the less I'm going to be using those services. Because why would you? You can just wait for some other company to come out with something where you don't have to put your fucking name on there. 
forever. You'll be able to keep hearing days radio. I'm just talking about regular people loading up. There's just too many people putting shit on there trying to be anonymous. Yeah, they want to cut down on trolling and people being mean, which is yeah. Ridiculous. You have a show, you have a show, so they won't be messing with you. I'm just talking about regular people. Like I, I have to have for my regular channel. I have to have my name on it, but I can have side channels. Well, right on, right on, Al. I will. Uh, I appreciate you calling in, and we'll talk more about it later, buddy. All right, I'll, I'll send you that picture of Anki, but uh, I'll text it to you, but. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you know that demons are just aliens and the church demonizing to keep people from talking to them. Okay. Finding out the truth. Okay, I don't fully agree, but I appreciate your input. Right, I'm going to talk to you. I'll tell you that picture in a minute. Okay, right on. Bye. All right, ciao. I'm getting a picture of Enki sent to me. I'm excited. <laughs> um, you know, I might be surprised. I'm not expecting to see a real fucking alien. I'm expecting it to be like some plasticky, blurry shit. But hey, I'm I keep an open mind because uh you know, like Connor Murphy that came on. I I wouldn't think that his videos would be so good. But um, you know, if you've seen what I saw and you see those videos, you're like, fuck, that's it. So I keep an open mind. And I do think that you know, with aliens, I hate to say that there's no aliens because if I say that, I'm discounting a lot of what's out there. I'm, I'm discounting things that I don't mean to convey when I say that because there obviously is a long history of beings visiting people, you know, whether they're other dimensional or whatever. I hesitate to say there's no aliens. But at the same time, it's obvious to me that there's some deception going on, right? With this, everybody's got to believe in aliens and blah, 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 blah. You know, I've talked about it a million times on this show. I've been studying aliens and UFOs for a good portion of my life. And I wish I had more answers for you guys. I've been spending a lot of time at this, but, you know, who knows? I don't know. I just some some demons. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not going to pretend to. Because that's what this show is about. Not knowing. Not knowing and going to places that are strange and weird. That frighten others. That frighten them. If it frightens them, that means it's probably going to be a good podcast, right? But there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of people out there that believe in aliens and I hate to alienate them, right? Ha 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 ha. I made a funny alienate. Ha ha ha. I'd hate to alienate them. So I've kind of chilled out a little bit on the aliens are demons. Don't talk to an alien because it's a demon and it's going to possess you, which very well might be true. But can I really state the nature of XYZ person's experience? No. Chances are things are quite a bit more complicated than I know or you know. That's pretty obvious. I'm sure if we knew the true truth, it wouldn't be so simple. You know, what's probably going on? What's probably going on? What's probably going on is that whatever is out there beyond the veil is just so freaking weird and so freaking alien. The only way that we can handle it is if we compartmentalize it and we break it down and we simplify it and we come up with our belief systems, but 
the true truth, like we alluded to earlier during the interview, the true truth is crazy. Giants walking around, and monsters, and dragons, and skeleton warriors. Can you imagine having to do battle with skeleton warriors? Well, that very well might have been what the ancient past looked like. We're talking about dudes flying around on pegasuses, fighting medusas, and fighting with skeleton warriors. Stuff like that. The old myths and legends? Truth. You know what I'm saying? All that you have to counter that is what you've been taught and what you've seen on TV and what's been driven into your mind by all this technology that we're surrounded with. None of us were alive before all this technology was everywhere. This technology, it's all robotic. Even this microphone, it's technology. Technology. There's technology everywhere. We're just technology inside of more technology. Triangles inside of triangles. Did you know that you can fit an infinite amount of triangles inside other triangles? And the triangles just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And there's no limit to how small you can make these triangles. So eventually, we're going to get to a place that's so small that the laws of physics don't apply to us in the same way, right? And then where are we at that point? Are we in another dimension? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But I like to ask these questions. What happens when you take a mirror and you stick a mirror and the two mirrors can see each other, right? And you look one way and it just goes on forever. And you look the other way and it just goes on forever. That's because that's the truth. The truth is two mirrors. Like that's consciousness and that's also the universe. Because when you stick two mirrors against each other, it just goes on forever and ever. It's like uh, your mental talk, right? There's no limit to it. It can just keep going. Because you think of something and you realize what you thought about and it makes you think of something else. It's, it's reflecting. And it's able to keep going because it's reflecting. That's the universe, right? So if I stick two mirrors next to each other, if I use the right sort of magical technique, I wonder if I can jump in this side or jump in that side and like jump into a different realm where everything's slightly different, right? So every me that's in the line of mirrors is like a different version of me. It's just slightly different, right? It's like uh, the DC universe with the multiverse. There's truth in everything. There's truth in comic books. There's truth in kids' cartoons. There's truth in literature that is very aged. I noticed that a lot of things from the past people consider to be inferior, but that's not the case either. Like a lot of that old comic book art from back in the day, it was better than the crap you have now. A lot of the books and stories that were written back in the day, they put a lot more effort into them than the crap that we have now, which makes you say, hmm. Got a lot of reboots and remakes and stuff like that, but it's not that original. You know what? I'm 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 tired. I gotta stop this show. I gotta get out of here. I did wear my Los Polo shirt. Let's see if you can see that. You know, I I, I wore that today because I wanted to celebrate Better Call Saul coming back on air or the last episodes being released, however you want to put it. Uh, really excited about that. It's going to be the final season. I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan and a huge Better Call Saul fan, as many of you are. So I thought I'd wear this shirt. You know, Los Polos is the is the chain of chicken places that uh, Gustavo, one of the bad guys, he owns. And that's how he was... Uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it for those two people left in the world that haven't seen Breaking Bad. But huge fan. So I just wore this today as a little bit of a tribute. It's just a tribute. 
And other than that, hey, endofdaysradio.com. 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 And also, get us wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Store, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you can get podcasts, you should be able to find us. And if you can't, let me know because we should be there. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Go to endofdaysradio.com. Check us out on YouTube. If you subscribe on YouTube, you'll get notified whenever I go live. So a benefit there. Also, donate to End of Days Radio. I do appreciate your donations. I do have to remind myself to ask for donations. I don't like to ask, but really I put in quite a bit of hard work. And I'm not asking to get paid. I would never ask that. But if you could spare, if you could spare a shilling, if you could spare... Just a few Canadian dollars. If you could, if you could uh, spare some pesos or some yen, it would help me very much in my undertakings. Because when I get, when you give me five dollars, I take that five dollars and I buy myself something amazing like a comic book. And I think about you when I see that comic book. But seriously, though, it's nice when. You guys make donations because I do do this show for free. I do do this show for free. And it's a nice little incentive. I mean, I'm never going to make as much as the time I'm putting in. I'm never even going to make minimum wage. But you, you throw those little, you throw those $5 incentives at me, boy, you see how many shows I can do. <laughs> so if you enjoy the show, donate, 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 donate your organs, and I will feed them to my gray alien friends. I'm going to get that Bitcoin thing up. I know I'm sloughing on it. I'm sorry. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. Oh, I have the worst voice. Other than that, plug the website. This, that. That's it. That's all I got for you. I love you guys. This is usually when I talk about our next show in my during my ramblings. We've got another show on Valentine's Day with an actual female. They do exist. The legends are true. They do exist. We will be talking to Rachel Tobias, who is a truther and a stand-up comic. So, wow. Wow. She seems pretty interesting. I talked to her a little bit on the Twitter. Got to know her a little bit, and she seems like a very good fit for End of Days Radio. So, next time, be there, or die a miserable, lonely death with no Daniel, with no Book of Daniel. You know, that's almost what I called the show, The Book of Daniel. But things didn't work out that way. So, End of Days Radio forever and ever and ever. Love you guys. Have a good fucking night. I will see you next time.
Wah. Good night.